good technique, he will be elite. If his technique becomes great, not just good, then he's a Hall of Famer. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, it's actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to the 55th edition of Blue It Splits. Uh, I believe the fourth live stream that we've had, uh, Kyle. But that sounds about right. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, a lot to talk about today with uh, Adam Gase firing and Joe Douglas and the organizational structure and um, head coaching candidates and what to do in the draft and conspiracy theories and so many different things. But hmm. before we get into that, what's up, man? Uh, not too much. Uh, heartbroken. Uh, man, I I literally did not want to wake up for work the day after we mm-hmm. beat the Rams. I was depressed. <laughs> and it really sucked, man. I said, I said to all my students, I said, if we actually, cause we were just losing every week and it was so good from there on out, but I was so worried about the Jaguars all year. I said, Hey guys, listen, I'm going to give you a free 150 on an assignment. If we lock <laughs> up the number one pick, all of you guys, you don't got to do nothing. And then shortly after I said it, we lost. And then there's the tweet, the infamous tweet, which I'm not deleting, Joe. I am not deleting it. I still have that on my phone. <laughs> I screenshot. But you know, that. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was not at all. Co- I I completely lost all confidence in the Jaguars. But I t- I tweeted this out right after we got our asses kicked in Seattle. <laughs> and I was so confident that we were just going to keep losing. You can't really read that though, right? It's reversed. But... Oh no! It it says I could see it perfectly. Oh yeah. What did I say? I said uh. That's Lawrence. He, he's ours. I can feel it. Delete this. And you're like, oh, conspiracy theories. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't say conspiracy theories. I said, I said, you and your um, you're all superstitious. You know, you're supposed to be the guy of logic and reason. Let the film speak for itself. I'm not a stats guy. Prove it to me. Prove it on the field. Give me the evidence. Show me the evidence. This is you. You're the you're the guy of logic and reason, right? But then you're gonna believe that my tweet has some. Some that's why if we you did not Rams. if you did not tweet that we're number one in, in the draft. Oh, we have the number one pick. It's it is your fault. Um, yeah, Kyle, your 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 Twitter handle is still tanking for Trevor, so people got to think of some different. Hey, what uh, if Shad Khan screws it up and Trevor? Dude, says, the, no, we're what? gonna talk about that. Like the fact that he's saying he's gonna take some uh, you know control of the roster and all that stuff. But like I said, you need to change your your Twitter handle to maybe like. Well, we got fields like fail for fields or or fell for fields or Wilson. What uh, I I don't know. Worst for Wilson. You got to you got to do something. But tanking for Trevor, it's it's it hurts to look at. Um, but uh, the housekeeping. There's really not much other to say. Uh, you can file Kyle at tanking for Trevor, which hopefully will be changed over the next live stream. Uh, definitely drop those reviews on the on the podcast. If you're listening to the podcast stream. Uh, what's coming up for the the channel? Um, if there is one time, especially in the jet season, you want to follow, uh, it's now whoever they hire at OC, DC, head coach, quarterbacks. Um, I already have, I think 128 plays recorded of Wilson or our fields so that's not even finished yet. <laughs> and then I think I have a little bit over a hundred of Wilson and I still have like three games left. So you have a, a shit ton of, of that stuff coming. 
uh, free agents, breakdowns, everything is coming to this channel. So it's not just people who are going to Google stats and say, oh my God, yeah, look, he had a six, 60 catches for a thousand yards. He's a good receiver on our offense. Like that's what you're going to get 90% of these channels. So uh, definitely check it, you know, you know, obviously stay loyal to the channel. 50, uh, 46 people in here. I appreciate it. Throw some likes. Uh, good to see Jets fans smiling. Yeah, it's uh, I wasn't smiling at at first, Kyle, like you said, with that whole with that whole loss to the Rams, like I must have gotten at, at least 15 texts from people at my work. Um, you know, Jets came and lose, right? They suck. And this is why I said on the stream, I'm not I'm not sure if you watch, you know, like I said, you, you try to keep yourself kind of raw to what I've been putting out. Uh, when we talk about it on here, but you know, that guy who, who commented under the channel and I was like, he's like, Oh, he's stressing the, the, whatever they were, the eight and four Rams. He's stressing the Browns, like all this stuff. Oh, yeah. He's like worst introduction ever. And I was like, cause I gave some reasons. Jared Goff sucks. He, he's, he's, he's completely, you know, uh, aided by McVeigh, but I think Goff and any other offense is terrible. I, I don't like Goff at all. Uh, the Browns are the Browns, you know, and they have a minus point differential, um, this year, which is really telling of how kind of fluky their record is um, at certain points. And I was afraid but I of think those they games. win. I think they win that game, though, if they have all the receivers. Yes, but still, it, regardless, the NFL is so unpredictable. So to say, oh, absolutely, the Jets are locked to get number one. That's why I never had faith, you know. And that's why people like Kyle Smith who come on and say, you know, he's a lock. He's ours. I can I can feel it. Um, it, it, it frightens me a little bit, regardless if it's, you know, superstitions or not. Um, but before we get into the rest of it, Kyle, how's your, how's your holiday? I, I'd be, I'd be kind of a, a dick not to ask how your, how's your holiday? How's your start to 2021? You feeling good? Are you over the Trevor Lawrence stuff right now? I think the only way I could ever get over that is if we actually do draft a young quarterback at two and he's actually like really, 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 really good. I think that's the only way I could ever get over it because you're talking like Lawrence has got everything, man. And, you know, of course, making the transition to the NFL and whatever situation he's thrown into is going to matter a lot. But I don't think anyone is going to be shocked if Trevor Lawrence is a Hall of Fame type of player. And to to get a guy of that caliber and to know that, man, we could have had that guy for 15, maybe 20 years. I mean, shit, by the time 15, 20 years rolls around, Joe, you and I are going to be in our 50s. If it's 20 years, well, you, no, you, no, no. I'll be in my forties. I'll be mid forties. Watch out late forties. You're what? Eh, I think 47 is closer to mid forties than it is late forties. That's that's uh <laughs> okay. So I'm just saying like, so I think that's the only way I could really get over. So I'm still not over it, but man, watching fields after he took that hit and then some of the, some of the throws that he was making that got me pretty excited. I don't know if he's the guy. I mean, I don't know if I'm yeah. like him better than Wilson, but that gave me some, and uh, and also, you know, listen, if Urban Meyer is the coach of Jacksonville, he's got the connection with Ryan Day, right? Could Ryan Day say, listen, man, I know this guy. This is the guy you need to take this guy. Is it possible? It seems very unlikely that yeah, you would unlikely. take him over Lawrence. Well, but is I think it everybody was talking about Urban Meyer and his connection to Ohio State, and then somebody came out and like, I don't know if it was from an interview or whatever he said, but he's like, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback I've ever seen. So it's like, yeah, that just got shot down real quick. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but there are people in the either. chat and hello, everybody in the chat, Pete, Sam, Zach, a J E Sam. There's a bunch of people, uh, Clifford. We appreciate everybody for, for tuning in. Um, and a couple of people in the chat are making some cliff, uh, Adam Gase is still in the chat, which Adam Gase is dedicated to the jets after even being fired. That's uh, kind of funny, but, um, 
the, the, the Russell Wilson versus Andrew Luck debate. It's like, yeah, obviously you like to have the first pick and pick the guy of your choice, but it's not a complete lock that he's going to be better, you know, than, than a Justin Fields if he hit, if he hits his ceiling or a Zach Wilson, if he turns into a little bit of a weaker armed Pat Mahomes, um, you know, so there is a possibility, but obviously want the first pick, but there are some positives of these guys watching their film. Um, like I said, you know, obviously recording over a hundred plays on each of them. I have a pretty good feel for what they are. I, I want to kind of, uh, you know, hone in on on the strengths and weaknesses that I have um, with some of my notes and, and kind of get it better organized. But I do have a pretty good feel of these guys. Um, and I'm excited for either one of them at two. We will get into that. Um, By the, the way, why are you not considering Lance at two? I mean, I know that we're not hearing a lot of that nationally, but have you even watched G- him? G- generically, it's just because, uh, especially a guy from a smaller conference with not getting a lot of starts, um, it's concerning that that gives me serious Mark Sanchez vibes where it's like 12 starts and he gets drafted at number two. I, I just don't think with for anything I've heard anybody I respect that he's going to be, uh, you know, worthwhile of that second pick. I will watch him. I'll definitely watch him and see if it's worth doing a review because I do want to review guys who are going to be options at two. And if I don't feel he, he is, I probably won't do it. But I just think in a guy in a smaller uh, conference um, and obviously, you know, having such little starts and being a, you know, kind of a run first quarterback that, that people say, even though he does have a good deep ball, he has apparently a quick load up, quick release, things like that. Um, he would be an option. I, I think to at least consider, but I just don't think he's realistic right now. So when I'm looking at it, all the national guys who are wrong a lot, but they ger- generically have people in a kind of a correct window, um, especially for quarterbacks, you know, so um, I've already looked into Wilson field to this point. Okay. That's fair. But, um, let's talk about, we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. Uh, the first topic of the night is Gase getting fired. Um, overall thoughts, I, we, we've hashed this out a ton about our thoughts on Gase and, and his tenure with the Jets, but um, overall, what are your kind of feelings about getting rid of him? What are your, your What's your favorite moments of, uh, of Adam Gase as the Jets coach? <laughs> I just want to say this uh, about Gase. Uh, for anybody who follows me on Twitter, which I don't have like a following like you, not even anywhere close, um, you probably get the impression that, oh man, this guy really hates Sam Darnold. I don't hate Sam Darnold. I think I you do him. a little bit. I hate his game. No, I, I wanted him <laughs> to succeed, man. I wanted him to succeed. Yeah. I contemplated buying a Darnold jersey, but I was never sold on his game. So thankfully I didn't, but I wanted him to succeed. But, you know, he just didn't. Um, and at this point I've moved on. I want him gone. So that's why I, I, I slander his game a lot, but I wish him well in life. Now, mm-hmm. people might wonder, why don't, you tw- why don't you tweet and criticize Adam Gase the way that you do Sam Darnold? Well, that's low-hanging fruit. Obviously, I don't think I, – I don't know of any Gase supporters at this point. I don't know of any. Now, I know there were some after the 6-2 and two finish last year, but when this season started so horribly, I think even those guys had to jump ship. So that's why I don't really uh, criticize him like that. I mean, he was a terrible coach, terrible leader. Um, yeah. You know, um, you know, I guess uh, Christopher Johnson's stretching it quite a bit when he's saying brilliant offensive mind. I do think that Gase has a mind for offense, but he is so stubborn. He's so terrible at, uh, you know, managing a roster and things like that uh, and being a leader um, and, you know, being a CEO of an organization. So for all these reasons, he sucked. Um, I'm glad he's gone. And my favorite part yeah. of him was he did a hell of a job. He did a hell of a job with this tank. He really did. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, just, he won two no, games at the end. He did a terrible no. job. Listen, Joe, most years, listen, the Bengals won two games last year 
Any year you win two games, the Colts started 0-13 the year they got luck, only won two games. I don't care about the what-ifs. What did he do? He got No, Jacksonville picks. just did it better than us, man. Jacksonville started Mike Glennon. I know we talk about the Jets and, and the and the Jags uh, tanking, but I think the Eagles out-tanked us all last, last night. I don't know if you watched that, but um, I see some people in the chat. No, some people, The Eagles lost to the Giants. Some people saying, uh, going to be judging on these non-Lawrence QBs until judges review. Yeah, so, Andy, I appreciate that. Um, some people asking about Wilson's uh, shoulder surgeries, just to, just to comment on that real quick before I forget later. Uh, play like a Jet, Scott Mason, who's both my and Kyle's friend, uh, had a orthopedic surgeon who did uh, Drew Brees surgeries 15 years ago, whatever, on his torn labrum in his shoulder. And it's the same injury that Zach Wilson has, and it hasn't slowed down Drew Brees. And he asked the doctor if it's concerning for Zach Wilson. He said no, so I wouldn't be as concerned as some people are with that. Uh, people are talking about Wilson versus Fields. We'll definitely get into that as well. Uh, asking about Speaking coaching of Scott Hall, Mason as a friend, he's a better friend than you because at least he answers my meme about Sergeant Al Powell on Christmas Eve. The hell? Oh, yeah. I heard you didn't even bother to answer it. I'm still mad at you from that whole uh, sarcasm. Oh, so you don't yeah. answer my text? No, uh, you're you're in timeout. You're in the doghouse. Let's see if you can revive yourself tonight and and, and hit some good takes and get some listeners in here. Um, some people asking about somebody asked me. Oh yeah, why not take Lance second round over second overall? <laughs> yeah, he's you not know, lasting that long. No, he's not lasting that long. You're not. I, I listen. I like all the not the hoopla, but like people are like, oh well, why don't you trade down to four? Then if if he's not there, then you trade down to six and you can get your quarterback. Listen, if you like any of these quarterbacks, you take them at two, you don't get cute. Then you trade down to four and then the Dolphins get a huge offer at at you know three because somebody didn't think the Jets were going to pass uh up on fields. Now they did. Now you're freaking screwed. You don't have fields. Now you gotta take Wilson, your second guy. Like let's just let's just take a quarterback we like a quarterback. It's the most important uh, important position of all sports. But in terms of the the gay stuff, man, he's just Absolutely awful. Um, no adjusting, no halftime adjustments, alienating players, running gore up the middle when when Ty Johnson clearly was better this year for, for the team. Time management, um, screens, just screens, 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 uh, deep routes on third. You know, they're, they're showing blitz looks and you have 15 to 20 yard uh, developing routes down the field instead of giving Donald hot routes and things like that. Um, Clearly an asshole, not a leader, um, just absolutely brutal. I'm, I'm so glad to get rid of him. There's not really much we have to do. Uh, I think 90% of Jets fans at the time knew he was a bad hire. We try to convince ourselves of him, uh, but that was the worst hire they've made in so many years, given what they um, were kind of looking at in terms of his his past resumes. So, uh, By the way, I just brutal. want to say this. I also, and I, and I do not regret this, and I still stick by this. I'm glad that we hired him instead of Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people have been quiet about. I, I thought about that the other day. A lot of people were like, oh, my God, I, uh, I, don't, I don't want Kingsbury. I don't want uh, – which Kingsbury is struggling a little bit right now too. But uh, I, I didn't want Rule and all this stuff. And a lot of people were saying, oh, well, I want a McCarthy. And everything about McCarthy that you looked – you looked when you looked into it was that he runs a lot of isolation routes. So it was more of Aaron Rodgers and his weapons more than his actual offense scheming guys open. And apparently he got lazy towards the end of the, end of the career where he wasn't really trying to be innovative – and then people mm. want to hire him. And I wasn't, I just wasn't about it. Anything I heard about the guy. So Gase, and I probably still have tweets I can go back to where Gase and McCarthy are my bottom two. And of course they hire one of the bottom two. Um, now the Cowboys, I think are sticking with McCarthy. So that's, that's terrible for them and their franchise. Um, there's a couple of teams in tough spots. The Cowboys, the Dolphins right now, man, like, listen, I, I know two can develop, but he has not been a positive for them. He, he is not looking good. His rookie, and I know it's his rookie year and stuff like that, but it's, he's not. Have you watched a lot of them? Didn't he play well in Arizona? 
in Arizona. I, I don't know. I watched the game last night. I watched him when he played against the, um, you know, the Jets, obviously. And I'm just, I haven't been impressed overall. I think he only a, played a couple snaps against the Jets. Did, yeah, no, I know. Um, no, Fitzpatrick started both games. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what other. So I watched the game last night against who the hell did they play yesterday? That was the that was the oh the Bills game got absolutely oh. shredded. And I think I watched another game. I watched two games like almost in full of him. And it's a lot of it's a lot of horizontal passing. And a lot of his problem at Bama was he didn't really throw the ball deep. So when people stack the box a little bit against him mm-hmm. and play intermediate, he he doesn't really let the ball go lo- uh, loose deep. So he. You know he uh, he struggles. I think to get the ball down the field. In my opinion, I, I was hearing some. I saw someone. I can't remember who said it. Um, someone who I follow on Twitter was wondering if uh, his hip is still an issue, because one of the things that you know was a positive for Tua coming out of the draft was his ability to improvise, extend plays, which was also to his downfall because it led to him taking hits a lot, and he's not the most. He's not durable like Russell Wilson or whatever. So, um, mm-hmm. but. I mean, people were questioning, you know, his ability to do some of those things and wondering if his hip is still bothering him. I don't know if you were seeing any of that when you were watching him. No, I was watching as like a generic fan. Like I wasn't evaluating, you know, his his hips and, uh, you know, his throws and if he's driving his hips through and if his footwork is off and a lot of that stuff we'll get into with the with the other quarterbacks. Um, a lot of people are asking questions about the coaching and, th- and things like that. We're going to get into all that. Uh, coaching candidates, you think we'll get the most out of Wilson's field or uh, Wilson and fields. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, Adam Gase. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about is obviously the coaching search. Kyle, a lot of people are talking about it in the chat. Um, actually, let's get to this first. Cause this is something that came out today. That was a little bit um, interesting in terms of Ju- uh, Douglas leading the search. Um, obviously a lot of it's like coach speak and GM speak and, and, and owner speak, but the Johnson seem a little bit more committed this time to, allowing Joe Douglas to make the recommendation and, and him run the search instead of the Johnson's getting a call from, you know, uh, Peyton Manning at the last second, getting a recommendation from a quarterback who is his friend basically, and then hiring that guy. So I am definitely happier that it's in Joe Douglas's hands because he is that highly touted football game uh, guy. I know a lot of people will criticize, you know, the draft, um, which I think has been overall pretty good. Obviously you want to give a draft at least two, three years. A lot of people criticize free agents, but show me the free agents. Well, that he, a lot of people criticize his draft. Yeah, I, I a lot of, dude. Twitter's a cesspool, man. Twitter's a cesspool. It's oh well, pa, uh, pa, uh, per, Perrine hasn't played. He looks like a number two guy, and Davis is hurt, and Mims is hurt. Yeah, because Mims had a ton of injuries in college. You know, uh, Becton Becton was hurt. You know, Becton wasn't hurt in college. Uh, obviously, to be concerned a little bit about the joints because of the weight he's he's, he's loading onto those knees and ankles and things like that. But um, Braden Mann, oh, Clam, Cam Clark didn't play. James Morgan didn't play. Like people want these guys to come out and be superstars right away. Um, those are the people who are not very bright, but overall, um, I'm, you know, the first two picks, I'm pretty impressed. Obviously Adam Gase holds them back a lot. Uh, the offensive, but, but my thing was, I didn't, too. I didn't see any smart people ever criticize this draft class. Okay. That's a fair point. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, free agency. People have, have criticized that as well. And listen, show me the Tremaine Johnson cr- contract. He doled out for a guy with $16 million a year. That's not working out right now. People are like, Oh my God, he signed this year to be the number one. Yeah. He signed this year for $3.5 million. Like he, he knew he wasn't the answer at long-term at corner. Um, now if you want to criticize McGovern a little bit, sure. But McGovern has been playing, you know, a little bit better. Should he have done more to aid this roster? And people will argue that, Oh, well, 
uh, Donald was on his rookie deal. He should have went all in this season. Yes, because our roster was clearly, very clearly, Kyle, in a place where a a couple of big free agents this year would have brought us to the Super Bowl. Like that's the most dumb argument I've ever heard too, where people are arguing we should have brought in more guys, more big big name free agents. Like I don't why. You know, he knew it was coming and people will say, oh, well, he promised Sam Darnold this and promised Sam Darnold that. No, he's not going to come out in in the media and say, yeah, you know what? I think we're kind of going to suck this year. So I'm not really going to pour a lot of our money into free agency. Is that what you wanted him to say? Like, are you really that naive? So, um, and he, listen, he promised Sam Darnold and his parents that he would protect him better. And he did do that. This offensive line was a, 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 a pretty decent upgrade. If we're being honest, people say it's not, it, it's just as bad as last year. I've seen that too, which is that's an absolute complete joke. bullshit. Which, you're not even, even if you're not watching the film or you don't know what you're watching. No, not even the film. If you don't realize that Donald has a lot more time in the pocket, you're not even watching the broadcast correctly because it's so, uh, listen, is this your good offensive line? No. Is this, is this offensive line average? No. Is it as bad as it was last year where it was one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen? It's like Absolutely a bottom not. three unit is, last year. It, it, it was it was number two worse in the league minus the Dolphins who were absolutely ter- terrible. And this year you've had a lot of you know Josh Andrews coming in and playing and Elfline coming in and playing uh, instead of the starters. So uh, yeah, people who say the offensive line wasn't improved at all, you you just you you got to learn how to watch even the broadcast. I think the 153 people in this chat right now, uh, I think 150 you re- you know realize the offensive line was a lot better this year. Now you can argue Conklin versus. You know, this guy or Glasgow versus McGovern, whatever you want to argue what he should have done, but to to kind of just brush it off and say it wasn't an upgrade, it wasn't absolutely it's, it's stupid, but he has a we, lot on his plate this year. And can sure. we also say this? So people are criticizing McGovern. Oh, he didn't live up to the contract. Most free agents do not live up to the most free agents that you're signing from another team, they do not live up to their contract, right? I think you'd agree with that, right, Joe? Mostly, yeah, I would say. Yeah. And listen. McGovern, sure. Did he live up to the the contract? No, he hasn't to this point. Hopefully, he will. It's Hopefully. but he is still significantly better than what the Jets put out at center the past couple of years. And again, guy and people and people and and it happened. I, I I forget what game it was. Like it was like an outside zone play to the left, and there was a there was like a two eye tech and a two eye tech aggressively like set to the right, um, where he tried to penetrate the B gap and the left guard didn't help McGovern at all. And people are like, Oh my God, McGovern terribly couldn't the reach Cardinals that game? guy. The Cardinals I want to see what guy in the NFL could reach. So like the problem, the problem with McGovern too, some of his stats and the PFFs and all these other whatever shit out there, minus Nania um, is they don't know what they're watching and they don't know um, how people are supposed to pass off and, and hand check and, and drag and okay, well on a, on a stunt, you know, is, did he get proper depth? This where his eyes locked on for too long, like all this stuff. So when he has bad guard play or guard play around him, specifically with Andrews, who's terrible in pass protection and, or, or sorry, uh, elf line, who's, who's terrible in pass protection. And then you have Josh Andrews for a lot of the season next to him, um, at right guard it's going to be hard to look good at as a center because people just see the interior offensive line giving up yeah. pressure and say, Oh, they all suck, you know? So, um, but getting into the, the kind of the, the kind of the structure with Joe Douglas, are you, are you happy that they're saying that it's going to be primarily him? And then also oh. there were some rumors today. Well, not rumors. They said that they're considering a change of the organizational structure of Joe Douglas um, being, or, or sorry, the head coach reporting to Douglas and not the head coach and the GM both reporting to the, to the owner. So that gives me some confidence that they're realizing that what they've been doing hasn't, hasn't worked. Um, and over the last couple of years, like you have the, the GM who's forcing the coach or the coach who's forced on the GM. We've seen that, you know, with Gase to, to Douglas, with Isaac to Rex, with, you know, all of these guys in the last couple of years. So I'm definitely, I'm pretty confident. I'm not, I'm not confident 
you know, hundred percent going forward, but I'm more confident than in years past. And, um, I was afraid I was going to say, but can, uh, what's your, what are your thoughts to that? Um, yeah. So obviously letting Joe Douglas lead the search is, is great news, phenomenal news, tremendous news. I can't think of the last time the jets have I've actually hired a coach where the GM was literally the guy basically having the most say in picking that guy. I mean, when they, it's always like, oh, they're hiring Corn Ferry to do a GM search, or oh, they're Charlie Casserly to help find the next coach, or or Christopher Johnson, who knows jack shit about football, yeah. is going to be leading the coaching search. I mean, you know, sometimes when we get this nas- this this ridicule from national media, sometimes we do deserve it, and that's an example of it. Yeah. yeah. But listen, Joe Douglas, you find me one person worth his salt that has criti- criticized Joe Douglas. Everyone seems to really respect this guy around the league. Minus the fanboys out there who who want him to come in and in one offseason turn him into a playoff team with a completely barren roster uh, that was inherited over years and years and years and years of bad drafting. And now we have people in the chat like Becton, B-plus, Hall, C-plus. You think Hall's a C-plus in the fifth round? You're absolutely kidding me. Uh, Mim's a C, joke. Uh, Davis is a D-plus for a guy who's raw coming his first year having like five starts. This like, is one guy giving all these ratings? Yeah, yeah. Like what is like boycott? Activision, like, what are you, what are you doing with those grades, bro? That's that's that. Those are terrible. And again, you you want to see, um, you yeah, okay. There's a there's a ton of comments. I appreciate everybody in here. Uh, so that's gr- going back. To, that's great that Joe Douglas is leading the search, and just hopefully, you know, the second overall pick and whatever Douglas Douglas can sell will be enough to get in. Hopefully, a good guy. And I think you and I and most people are kind of on board that. Rather than going with the coordinator, because coordinators can be hit or miss. It's like Sean McDermott. I watch a lot of Buffalo. My brother's a Bills fan. He was a coordinator for many years. That was a great fucking hire. He's a great head coach. You don't always get those, though. All right? Sometimes the coordinators are hit or miss. You know, McVeigh. he was a coordinator for a couple of years in Washington. Very young. You know, people are making the comparisons between him and Joe Brady. Could Joe Brady be the next Sean McVay? Yeah, maybe. Or he could be. I don't know. I, I doubt he could be Adam Gase, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just excited you to know. get everybody aligned. Like Joe Douglas pick his guy and that and that new coach pick his quarterback instead of you know Donald on Gase and like you know all, all of these things that have that have happened. Um where it's gonna be more aligned and I'm I'm excited about that. Um then welcome, you want, back, you want- welcome back, Dark, to the chat. I know it would take a week or two for him to get back, but he's he's back in here. But what were you gonna say, Kyle? Didn't you also want me to comment on the reporting structure? Sure. So I got a question for you then, because you probably, I think you know this better than me. How long has that reporting structure been in place where the GM reports independently to ownership and the head coach reports independently to ownership? As far you- as, as, as far, as far as I know, that's, that's happened. I'm sure Sabo could, uh, could tell you that, but as, as far as I can remember being like a diehard fan where I knew that stuff. So like the, you know, 2007, 2008, like I know it's been at least since, since then. Um, I yeah, think that's always. I think that's always been a thing with with the with the Johnsons. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it was a Johnson thing because Bill Parcells before that it was Bill Parcells. He ran the whole show. Okay. So once Woody came in and Herm came in, it kind of developed from there. But um, yeah, it's a consideration. They said they don't know if they're going to do it, but that's definitely one thing you highlighted today uh, on the call. Now, now, just think about it from owner's perspective. Thank you, Robbie, for that insight. Um, yeah, what a, what so, an insert right there! I did not expect to hear that. Just like the voice coming down from the heavens right there. With the here, just, <laughs> I didn't up? either. Um, so now you can see from an ownership 
perspective why they would want that. Yeah, you got to think there's a little bit of arrogance that comes when you're a rich billionaire and you you run a you know a big company and stuff. You know, you you kind of want your hand in decisions and things like that because you think you're smart and all these kinds of things. But the reality is, is the Johnsons don't know that much about football. You know, they might know stuff about making drugs and, and things baby like that. powder and shit. Who get them? Yeah, and that kind of now. stuff. But they don't know about football. So to get them, I, I'm just spitballing here. Obviously, this reporting structure hasn't worked. The Jets have missed the playoffs for ten straight years, um, so it hasn't worked. But um, you know, get it. I I see this as them being able to communicate less and get their ideas across less. It kind of it, it moves them out of the picture more. And when you're talking about people who don't really understand football as much, I, I can only see that as being a good thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Some people talk about like the draft and stuff, Mims. Listen, trying to evaluate Mims with uh, with Donald is not necessarily the easiest thing. Like people talk about Perryman, like look how much, how much, like look, again, I don't want to kill Donald on this show, but if Perryman was linked up for Flacco the entire season, what are, what are Perryman's stats this year? <laughs> like he was a much more productive under Flacco. Uh, Mims was pretty good with, with Flacco, like just Donald. And a lot of the problem the last couple of weeks is like, look how productive the running backs and tight ends have been because everything is just checked. Everything is just checked downs and just trying to get a, the hand, uh, the ball out of his hands fast because he can't read a defense. So just make it really easy for him. And a lot of the Rams stuff, like if you watch the show, like a lot of it was just blown defenses. Like the Rams just did not switch well. Um, oh, they were you, they so bad, so flat in that game. They thought that they would just easily walk over the Jets after they stomped the Patriots. They were totally unprepared. Yeah, they had a lot of blown assignments in that game. Yeah, it was uh, like that was like watching late stage Todd Bowles defense when he had uh, what the hell is it? Rontez Miles playing safety. Oh my God. Like I was lost. He Dude, was he, so lost. And that's why some played people, hard, man, but he did not know where to be. Some people are recommending that, that bless Austin moved to strong safety. Just getting into that. Listen, bless Austin struggles a lot at corner with his eyes and safety. Like one of your most important things at safety is your eyes. And he would be brutal as a strong safety. And, and listen, he might make a nice tackle or two, um, but he also misses another tackle or two in that same game. Like that Bills game, people are hyping him up. Like, oh my God, he had so many good tackles this game. I watched a film and it was almost, almost like a Blake Cashman type deal again, where it was like, okay, he missed like three or four of them. He made one or two, like congratulations. Like you're hitting on 30% of your, your tackle attempts. Like congratulations, you know? Um uh, watch the tape. Mims and Crowder and Perryman are wide open. Sam sees. Yeah, listen. The 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 weapons are definitely better than people think they are um, because of because of uh, obviously the limitations from uh, both the offense they're playing in and the limitations from Sam as a quarterback. If you're going to argue Sam is a good quarterback right now, uh, you're watching YouTube highlights of, of him and not really watching the game. If you're if you're you know you're not seeing the guys he's missing the the fact that he's not seeing blitzers pre snap. He's coming off of of reads really slowly. Um, much more inaccurate than he was at college. His footwork is, is even worse than it was then. Um, not activating his hips, not getting his lead point, uh, foot pointed. He's he's been terrible. So, um, so I wouldn't try to judge Mims, and, and especially listen, listen. I'm not even selling play action. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. That, I, and I'm not a savant, but Marcus Coleman played in the NFL, and and he's and listen. This might be a little bit too much hype for him, but he saw a Julio Jones type player in him. Do I think he'll be that high of a player? No. Do I think he has a ceiling of an AJ Green type player if he reaches it? Yes, I do. I, I legitimately do. So let's not judge the guy in the, in this offense in his first year with no camp injuries, all these other things. Um, 
So, and again, I'm not, I got a, I'm not a, a hype boy of, of these guys. So, uh, somebody else said, uh, Cam, uh, Carmelo says, did the Johnsons double down on wanting Sam Darnold? He said that he thinks, I believe he said Sam Darnold, um, like he still, he has potential and he likes them, but he's gonna let Joe Douglas make the decision. Like he, the most stock owner answer like that's he's not going to say yeah donald sucks we're going to trade him so i wouldn't worry about that anybody in the chat who's worrying about him by the, by the way if you're if your owner is very lukewarm on a quarterback that you took third overall and traded three second round picks to move up to get as well as your first rounder at sixth overall and then he's that lukewarm <laughs> that's not a good sign at all Jet life. I want to know what what why Bless Austin would be would be great in a Tampa two defense. For what reason? Again, your eyes have to be good. And his eyes, he gets so lost into the quarterback, it's like he's in love. And his his hips are bad, his eyes are bad. He, he's way too aggressive. So you want him as a as a as a second highest guy, or well, you want him to split the field with another safety where if he gets sucked up and you have a corner who's playing trail technique and trying to pass it off to the Tampa two uh, defender. And Bless Austin's locked on the quarterback. And guess what? Guess who has a 70 yard touchdown? Whoever the Jets are playing, he's not. He's, he's not a good corner. There's no way. He's um, really yeah, he's, he's bad. I have more faith in Lamar Jackson going forward than, than him. Um, but in terms of Donald, I guess we can get to this now. Uh, obviously, we don't think he's very good. We went into it a ton why, why he's bad. If, if you want, again, go on my Twitter, JarB31. I put up a bad Donald thread. Go back and watch the segments of Donald. Uh, Dark usually goes in and and, uh, and timestamps him. He didn't the last two games because he was depressed, but he's back now. Um, watch the Donald segments, and you, you see a lot of the stuff we're talking about. He's he's been absolutely terrible, um, just missing guys completely. So, um, and again, some of it is Gase. You know, a lot of it is Gase. A lot of it's the offense has been built around him. A lot of it's a shell shock from him with the offensive line that was put around the first two years. Um, but it's 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 undeniable that he's he's damaged goods at this point. A lot of it is his fault as well, and to bank on him going into his fourth year when i believe you have to you have to i guess uh, send that fifth year option yeah okay so may you have to put on that fifth year option for 25 million dollars and say hey kyle smith you're a new head coach fix this damage these damaged goods you have to pay 25 million dollars or or draft a guy at number two and a lot of people the conspiracy theorist type people out there will say oh we'll just trade down okay trade down figure out if donald's your quarterback this year guess what the Jets have 80 plus million dollars in cap space. They have a ton of draft picks. So now, even if you have Donald with a new coach and this year, if they had a good coach, they would have won at least four or five games. So you figure with a jump next year, better coach, maybe coaches Donald a little bit better, but he's still below average, bad, whatever. You're going to win seven to eight games. Now you're picking at 15. Now you got to trade a shit ton of assets to get back to number two to, or number one or number three to get a quarterback that you might not even know is going to be there because we don't know what's going to happen next year with the quarterback. So we're at two now. Let's take a quarterback now. We have plenty of assets to, to build around Donald. If you trade Donald for a, a lot of people rumor a two and a five, even if it's just a two, you have two firsts, you have two seconds, you have two thirds, you have two fourths. If Leonard Williams is, is signed to the giants, that's not enough assets to build around a new quarterback. Like, come on, like the, the, it's not, Oh, it's just so easy to get a quarterback. It's so easy to find just a, a, a adjusted fields or Zach Wilson out there. Like it's, it doesn't happen like that. Like look at, look at the Dwayne Haskins and, and, and Daniel Jones draft. Like we don't want any of those guys. So you have these guys who you, you, you should like sitting at number two. You can't just say, Oh, we'll just, we'll just push off quarterback. Fuck it. You know, why not? I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, and people will try to say, oh, well, just because you have the higher pick in the draft doesn't mean that you're going to draft a better quarterback. And let's even look at a recent draft where the Jets should have taken a quarterback, 2017, so they took Jamal Adams. Well, Trubisky went before Mahomes and Watson, which went at 10 and 12, respectively. 
Yes, I know they went at 10 and 12, but they still went early in the draft. And guess what? Both teams traded up to get those guys, meaning that both teams traded a first round pick the following year to move up to get those guys. So you're going to have to give up future assets if you want to trade up in a future year to even have a shot at picking a guy. Mm -hmm. And who knows if the guy you like is even going to be there. You don't know that. The name of the game in the NFL now is trading up to get your quarterback. Now, I know these two guys really haven't kind of lived up to their draft type, but you yeah. can look at 2016, Goff and Wentz. Both teams traded up big time to get those guys. To, to move up from 15 to 1, the Rams gave up like three-ish first-rounders or something like that. They moved. They traded a lot. Eagles traded a lot to move up to get Wentz, too. So you might even, even if you try to trade up, you might get outbid by another team. And like, yeah. and sure, like how many times has waiting till the second round to draft a quarterback really worked out? Yeah. So if your guy is there and, and I keep on. hearing, I keep hearing this. Uh, I, I, I can't really say too much for myself yet. One thing I'm definitely going to do a lot this off season is I'm going to watch a lot of tapes of these quarterbacks, especially Wilson and fields. And I'll probably even watch a good amount of Lance too. just, you know, just to kind of, even if it's not a possibility, whatever, I guess he deserves that in my opinion. Um, and I'm just going to try to ignore what other people are saying about them, develop my own ideas about that. Mm -hmm. But if you like one of those guys, I, well, anyway, what my point was with fields, I keep hearing with him that he could possibly go first overall in many other drafts. He's that talented. Yeah. So we have a lot of, um, do you guys get to callers because I'm on a lot? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to callers soon. I see, obviously, we have like an opening, not a monologue, but we just want to get into the topics. We do have two callers on the lineup. We'll get to them in, in a second. Um, Dark, you do not have to go back and time stamp the videos. I don't think anybody's going to go back and watch those. Um, some people are making the the comparison. Somebody asked uh, more talented Watson versus Fields. If you're talking physical talent, it's Fields Definitely. easily. Definitely. Easily. But that's not what quarterback's about. It's it's a lot about the mental. Um, Watson, a lot about Watson's, technique. Watson's processing is one of the best in the game. Now, and I, I see it's Snoopy um, who's saying um, he sees some rust into Sean and, Ju and Justin. Uh, those comparisons, the 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 Sean Watson, the the uh, the uh, the Sean Watson, the Russ Wilson, the Carson Wentz comparisons out there are are I see them as kind of viable because there are quarterbacks who like to create, and there are quarterbacks who might take a sack on one play, but then extend a play, you know, for 10 seconds and dump a ball off because of their size and their natural ability. So um, I, I can see those again. A lot of people ask me about that type of stuff. Um, the, if you're, if you're new to this channel, we get into a lot of film and I get into a lot of film personally where you're going to know they're, they're, Nice drop in the mic. Uh, you're gonna know their you're gonna know their arm angles. You're gonna know their hips. Do they bring their back hip through? Are they locking out their front leg? Is their release long? You know everything. Like that's that's what the channel is about. We do this once a month to kind of talk more generically and talk to the callers and interact with you guys on, on uh, you know on on the YouTube and and things like that. Um, but yeah, Fields is definitely more more talented from a physical aspect. Aspect, but Watson, if you're in a you know if if Fields could be half of not well not half of Watson, if Fields could be Watson, you'd have to be absolutely ecstatic. Um, let's see, uh, Eberflus. We're gonna talk about some of the some of the the coaches in a little bit. Uh, some people talk about taking Trask or Lance. Like those guys are bottom tier, not bottom tier guys, but they're not the prospects that I uh, that I think a a Wilson or a uh, you know, Fields is at this point, but uh, what do you think about Zach Wilson and the, 
uh, him going to the Jets at number two. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, I'm fine with either Wilson or, or Fields right now. I have my preference based on the film I've watched. And again, I'll break down over 100 plays on this channel. Um, and I'll, we'll talk about it more in depth at a, at a certain point. But I'm going to get to the callers. Um, we're going to keep the callers a little bit shorter tonight just because we have a lot of topics to talk about. We have Bernard, and then we'll get into Roshan, I, I believe it is. Um, after that, let's see if we can hear Bernard. Uh, Bernard, what's up? Hey, how you doing, uh, Joe and Kyle? Uh, I want to get into the draft a little bit. How you doing? Doing well, man. I appreciate you calling in for your for your second time. Uh, I hope you had a, a happy holidays, and I hope you're doing well. Oh yeah, yes I am. Thank you, and the same to you. Yeah, I just got your the notification online, and uh, that's why I tuned in. I said I better go and call in and try to get through. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, we appreciate you calling in, man. So, what what are your thoughts? You're, you want to talk some of the quarterbacks, the draft? Yeah, yeah, most certainly. I had a chance to look at uh, Joe Fields' performance against Clemson, and I came away very, very impressed. Now, initially, Zach Wilson was my guy, but I'm starting to rethink that now. I look at the Baltimore Ravens, and I thought about this today. They could have the template to make it possible for us to go on and take uh, Justin Fields, and uh, obviously we're going to bring in a new head coach. And I see a formula there that can work for us and make us very powerful again. Justin Fields is not as explosive as Lamar Jackson, I'll admit that, but he is a legit dual threat and he's got a oh, yeah. heck of an arm. He's got a tremendous arm. I didn't realize he, I didn't realize he could throw the ball as well as he does. And it's yeah. very impressive. Obviously he needs development. But what do you yeah. think about that possibility of going and take Justin Fields at, with the number two pick? Kyle, you want to go first or you want me to hit on that? Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't catch your name. Uh, my it's, microphone it's, fell before. It's, so it's, Bernard, it's Bernard again from last week, Kyle. All right. Yeah. Bernard was great when he called me last month. All right. So, um, listen, I am a hundred percent. There is no doubt in my mind that I want the Jets to take a quarterback at two. I don't want Stafford. It's not that I don't like Stafford, yeah. but you're talking about getting a guy who's on the back end of his career. It's a huge contract. It's going to be harder to rebuild when you don't have those other assets. Yeah. So I'm all for taking the young quarterback who could turn into something special. Is it Wilson or Fields? I don't know yet. I'm going to do a big, big deep dive into their tape and come to my own conclusion as to who I think is the guy. Um, especially if we also got to see, well, what's the coach going to be like? And what kind of scheme does the coach run? That's also got to factor into the decision, I think, a little bit as well. But um, just to answer your question, what as of right now, based on what I have seen from Fields, I will be a very happy man if in April the Jets pick him mm-hmm. and I know for sure that Sam Donald yes. is out of here. I will be very Yeah, that's right. It's not to say that I didn't like Zach Wilson. I came came away very impressed with Zach Wilson as well. You know, the arm angles, the quick release, the accuracy, everything was there. The biggest concern I have with Wilson is durability. He looks very slight, you know. It's not to say he can't come into the pros and gain, you know, 15 to 20, 20 pounds, but that might be a two-year project for him to pack on the kind of muscle, you know, I'm envisioning him packing on. And and I have concerns about his durability, you know, with injury. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's, it's, it's about that's like it's, it's, it's about the coaches that they bring in. Um, Fields, I want it more half yeah. read. I want it. I want it more of a spread type offense. Simplify it for him. I want more RPOs because, like you said, he's not he's not the explosive athlete that Lamar Jackson is, but he's he also might break a tackle or two more because that's he right. has more weight on him. But um, the, the strengths I've written down, that's I'm not true. into all of them, but the athleticism, the arm, the the uh, the the running. Yeah. Ability, yeah the way he gets his hips into throws and generates throw power. A lot of people will talk about, oh, well, he floats balls up there. He doesn't have a good arm. 
he was off balance, off platform, throwing 61 yards against Clemson. Like, don't question the arm strength, um, the, you know, the the lateral athleticism, the contact balance, the power. The you know, he has he has a lot. Like, yeah. he has a lot of traits. He also has some weaknesses. Um, you yeah. know, locking onto reads. Uh, there are times yeah. where he is a little bit inaccurate. There's times he locks out his front foot and doesn't allow his weight to transfer, and it leads to him ripping the ball. There's a lot of things uh-huh. we're into. Um, I like Fields a lot. It depends greatly on who the coach is. I'm still I'm, listen. Um, he had he had a lot of inconsistencies in his game for me. I like Wilson as a number two guy right now. I'm not going to yeah. affect me, but if he comes out versus Bama and he and he does that again, it's going to be hard not to put him above because listen, his his ceiling is immaculately high. Where Wilson has a high ceiling, uh, yeah. but it's not as high as Fields. Now, Wilson the durability stuff. Yeah, he needs to add a couple of pounds. I know he's like he's probably like six one, six one and a half, probably like two oh five, two ten. I don't care That's what it's right. Like. So I do want to see him add some more weight, but I, I think it's a it's a it well obviously uh, Lawrence is the one, and these guys are two A, two B. I'm happy with either one of them, but we'll get into that a ton right. uh, this offseason. Uh, Bernard, anything, anything else you want to comment on? Yes, I just want to say I look forward to your overall analysis once you get into the quarterbacks and get and take a look at the prospect. I look forward to taking a look at your video and get your perspective on it overall. And I appreciate you for taking my call, and thank you very much. And you take care. Awesome. Thank you, Bernard. Thanks, Bernard. Have a good day. All right, now. You too, um, now. Yeah, we're getting a ton of comments, and uh, I, I know a lot of people are talking in the chat, like, you know, Fields. Listen, um, I'll have I'll have lists of strengths and weaknesses, and I'll break them down and, you know, all this stuff. There's there's so much to get into with these guys. It's, you almost start to swim a little bit with, with some of the things that I'm thinking about with him. Um, he does have inconsistencies, though. The, the progressions, the big windows, the, the pockets he had, his his kind of his tendency to kind of dip his eyes and, and run um, – uh, at times his wide base, you know, he has, he has, he's, he's a little bit inaccurate. His touch throws are a little bit concerning at times. Um, I think he needs to be in a spread rhythm shotgun based offense with a lot of RPOs, a lot of read option. I don't think he's a guy you really want in a play action, heavy system with his eyes turning back to the defense a lot because he hasn't shown he can process. Now, if he could, you know, continue with what he did against Clemson, where he's going through his read, smooth footwork, tra- his transitional footwork from read to read was good. His ability to fire the ball, read leverage was was really positive in that game. So if he can continue that um, against the, you know, obviously a powerhouse in Bama, then I'll be really um, in, encouraged. And there are, there are flashes of it. So um, I, I like fields. I like the ceiling of fields, but I think he needs the right coach. Where I think Wilson is a little bit more scheme diverse for me. So if they bring in, uh, you know, a coach who is heavy, on, on, on RPOs and half field reads and, and shotgun and things like that. And I will review those things in the, as soon as they're hired, like to give me a week or two to really review the, the offense. Um, then, you know, we'll see who, who I, who I prefer. Uh, we're getting a lot of comments. I know we, I think we have a super chat. So if you want your comment hundred percent answered, definitely, you know, throw a super chat in there. Cause I, there is, there's 264 people in here. So I can't, I can't read all this. Uh, I appreciate the hell out of you guys for, for being in here for sure. Um, do you think you go wrong picking either Wilson or fields? Uh, it depends on who the coach is, but I, I like both of them. I wouldn't be mad at either pick. Um, let's get into the next caller, Kyle. Actually, do you have anything to comment on that before we get into the next caller real quick? No, 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 we're good go to the next one. Okay. Um, I, it says Roshan. want to talk about drafting either offensive honor fields uh, okay, let's let's see what this is. Uh, Roshan, if this if I'm pronouncing your name right or if it, it, it picked it up right, uh, what's up, man? Yo, Roshan, you there, Roshan? All right, and that is it. Um, dropped it. 
Oh, okay. Uh, no host connection. Please connect to the host. You can say, we got to check that out. Um, I don't know why that did that. I should be. Okay. So yeah, ton of stuff in the chat. Um, anything else? Zach Wilson only put together one good season. His prior stats are crazy. Yeah. The thing with the thing with, uh, Zach Wilson is I watched his 2019 Kyle and I don't know why people weren't talking about him in 2019 to be completely honest. I was impressed with his 2019 film. I don't care about the stats. I don't care about anything, but what he was showing, um, in 2019, I was pretty damn impressed. I'm surprised he was such like a just out of the out of the blue prospect that came out of nowhere because he was pretty impressive. Um, in my opinion, some people a lot of it probably about, has to do with the school. Yeah, a lot of people talking about just drafting Sewell. Listen, again, it's we need a quarterback. That's that's first and foremost. I don't I don't think I don't think a new coach is like, yeah, you know what? Again, locking me into this fourth year quarterback who is clearly damaged at this point and has not lived up to his draft, you know, hype, regardless of coach at anything like that. Um, and draft a tackle and let's ignore the most important position of, in, in sports. Um, I called back. Okay. Hold on. Let me see here. Uh, let's see. Talk. Hopefully it'll, it'll come up here. Uh, Roshan, can you hear me? All right. Um, I'll try to fix that in a second. Um, Kyle. Let's get, I, I got I to gotta fix the phone line apparently. So let's get into the next topic while I do that. I apologize to the callers. I will try to fix that in two seconds. I just got to queue up something to talk about so I can fix it. Um, you can give me some options. That, yeah. Options that too. The, the whole, the whole trade down thing. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's any possibility of the Jets trading down, taking right, a guys. guy like Trash, taking a guy like Mac Wilson, taking a guy like, um, you know, whoever else it might be. All right. Uh, let me, let me handle this. Cause I got strong opinions on this and Joey, <laughs> you can figure out you're the mastermind behind this. You can figure out the tech side of stuff. All right. Here's the deal guys. I know that trading down is sexy. You can build a powerhouse. You get a ton of picks. That's listen. Football is a team game. It is the biggest team game more so than anything. It is kind of stupid to think that a team can just win just because they have a good quarterback. There's a reason why Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl. There's a reason why Drew Brees only has one Super Bowl. There's a reason why Peyton Manning played for as long as he did and didn't get his second Super Bowl until his final year. Yes, football is a team game. All right. So, yes, trading back helps you get a ton of picks. You got a ton of guys on cheap contracts. You got a ton of young, hungry guys who haven't packed it in yet. It is a sexy thing to do. That is, if you already have your answer at quarterback. The Jets most certainly do not. There is no way. I mean, listen, I'm open to hearing arguments, but as I replied to uh, to Joe's Twitter yesterday, Joe sent out a tweet and he said something like, I, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I said the only arguments that the pro Darnold people even had was it's all Gase's fault. Well, listen, it's not all Gase's fault. A lot of it's Gase's fault. Sure. There's no doubt about that, that a lot of it's Gase's fault, but a lot of it's just Donald's fault. He missed a ton of open guys and none of you guys can deny that Flacco played better than Donald did. All right. So the jets don't have the answer at quarterback. That means you need to take a quarterback at two. Now, listen, I haven't done a deep dive yet to this point, but I'm telling you what I have. A, I have a lot of all 22 film. So does Joe. Everyone at Jets X Factor does. So we're going to do a huge deep dive into these guys. But the early returns on the tape that we have watched is that these guys do have special attributes. They could develop into 
a good starting franchise quarterback, which Sam Donald is most certainly not. Now, the thing is, is even if you do, like the, the good thing about Donald is you could still trade him and probably get a second rounder and even more. So you're still getting assets from him. All right. So you have, but because of the Jamal Adams trade, because of the Leonard Williams, hopefully potential deal because of other trades that Joe Douglas has made because of cap space, you still have a lot of other ways that you can fill up this decrepit roster. And the best way that you're going to do elevate talent on this team is to, is to get good quarterback play. And hopefully that's one of these uh, guys in the draft. The jets have to take a quarterback at two guys. Yes. Can you win games with a bad quarterback? You can. There's a reason why the bears went 12 and four a couple of years ago, but did they su- sustain that success? No. One of the easiest ways to sustain success is good quarterback play. Deshaun Watson has a terrible situation around him, but he is a great quarterback at this point in time. I know Joe and I probably aren't as high on him as some other people are, but he's still very good. And and Joe and I would not even deny that. Um, He is very good. And man, if he were on a good team right now, his team would be a Super Bowl team. So of course it, it goes beyond that, but the Jets need to take a quarterback at two. There's no way that you can gamble on year four of Donald. You can't. It's just... You give me, you give me an example of a quarterback that's played for three years for thirty something games, almost forty games. Maybe it is even over forty games. No, it's forty something games. Whatever Darnold has played, he's played thirteen each year, I think. So about forty games. You show me a guy that has to, not only statistically but the film as bad as Darnold did, and then he made this massive turnaround. Now I will say this, and I said this about Josh Allen in tweets recently. Yes, did I think even even in the offseason and, and, and whoever criticized me on Twitter, you're right. Egg on my face. I looked like an ass over the summer for saying that, saying that Donald's better than Allen. I did. I, I look stupid for that. But one thing I can say about Josh Allen that I cannot say for Donald, and I could even say this in the summer, is Josh Allen every year from college to the pros has gotten better every single year. Donald has not been on that linear improvement like Josh Allen did. So Josh, so Donald would be a much bigger gamble. Anyway, um what do you Joe. what do you think they get for for yeah, I'm trying to fix it. I see I'm I apologize. We have people Roshan, we have a guy from we have uh people from Mexico, we got people from Brooklyn. Oh, wow. So we're we're trying to I'm trying to fix it or we're trying to work on it. So uh to stay patient, maybe we can fix it, maybe not. Um the Colon City, we got to figure out a new system because it it just loses connection. We can't connect you guys to this show. So um we're working on it, but yeah, what do you think they get for Donald? A lot of people are talking about that. A lot of people argue, do they get a second and a fifth? Do they get a third? You know, some people talk about late first early in the season. Um, I'm leaning to to a a two and probably um, you know a five or a six right now. Where where are you at with that? I think it would probably be something like that too. I mean, listen, that's what Schefter said a couple months ago, and and Donald has done nothing. I mean, he's played a lot of games since then, and he has shown no improvement. I mean, he, he showed a couple flashes here or there. One of the best throws probably in his career was that touchdown to Herndon yesterday. Um, I don't know if you agree with that. Probably in his top 10 throws as a Jet, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he but he hasn't really done that much to to make teams say, wow, you know, this guy, you know, we should spend a first rounder on him. But someone tweeted out yesterday, I can't remember who, that there would be at least 10 teams that would be interested in him. Um, 
So could there be some type of bidding war? But I cannot imagine a team wanting to give up a first rounder for him. Maybe if it, maybe if this, if this was after his rookie year, and the, and let's, and we can make that comparison to Josh Rosen. But remember, Josh Rosen was traded after his rookie year. He still had three full years on his contract with the potential fifth year yeah. option. Mm-hmm. Donald doesn't have that luxury. All right, so it would be hard for me to see the Jets getting a first rounder for him. Really, 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 really hard. Yeah. Um, I think we have it fixed. Uh, Roshan, if if you can hear me, hopefully you can. Hopefully we, we figure this out. Uh, Roshan, can you hear me? Hey, guys. Perfect. Hey, we hear hey you. how you doing? Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, for you, the, uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. No, no, you're good. Yeah. I, appreciate you, I appreciate you taking the time to actually get me on. So, so thanks, guys. Um, so, what's up, man? One, want to do a quick... Yeah, yeah. Um, so, one, I just want to prefix with... I do think Sam Darnold is damaged goods. And obviously he's not the future, but I mean, and you guys definitely steer me, steer me correct when I say this, but in my opinion, I think for the draft, at least for the first pick, I, I know that a whole entire offense quarterback is the number one main important thing. But, um, but that offensive line, man, if we picked up uh, swell and moved him over to guard on the left, left guard, and we have the most explosive left side in football, and we get a run-heavy, like, dominant offense going on, yeah, Sam Darnold still won't be our future. We get him until his contract ends, and then we worry about that moving forward. But yeah, but- Mark Sanchez had a line that brought him to two AFC championships. Um, the Buffalo Bills worked their way inside out throughout uh, their, their, uh, their draft in the free agency before Josh Allen came onto the field. So with an extremely, I mean, looking at, like, next year's teams, that we're facing. It's pretty easy in comparison. I, of course, saying once again, I want Sam Darnold to be the future, but I think we should play his contract out while we at least create a solid, uh, solid line in the trenches for, so, for, uh, for the I, next guy to I, come. I, I get your point, but the, my only question, and it's the most important question, is is if you don't want Donald as the future and you know we're not going to win with Donald, um, because regardless of how good the offensive line is, it's super rare to win without a quarterback who's at least above average. Um, Trent Dilfer is the only one I can think of who's like a bad quarterback, but he was also with one of the most elite defenses of all time in the Ravens. So you're pushing quarterback down the road. So who's going to be the quarterback in, in 2022 and 2023? And if there's any ifs, ends, maybes, but trade up, like, if there's any of that, then then that can't be the answer. So, so what is your answer of who's going to be the uh, the future quarterback then? I mean, that's where Joe Douglas makes his money, right? But being an uh, being within the trenches and creating like a good atmosphere for a quarterback to thrive. If we get a new guy in here, same type of deal might happen to him where he has no support around him to save him from getting smashed. And the free agency market looks like nobody really ever wants to come to the Jets, typically. Um, so. We're going to have to be overpaying in free agency just to get guys on board. So Listen. that's why I'm saying, like, I'm thinking seven to 10 years within, within uh, you know, longevity. I want seven to 10 years of stability on that line. But, I mean, once again, I've been getting a lot of trash for this opinion. So, we can steer him right. Go ahead. Listen, Joe Douglas can help out a guy, but Joe Douglas cannot you know, turn talent out of nowhere. He can't get blood from a stone, right? Kyle Shanahan can make Nick Mullins look serviceable at times, but Nick Mullins is still Nick Mullins Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And he's going to look bad because he's just not that talented, right? So Joe Douglas could create a situation 
like the Bears had two years ago, mm-hmm. where Mitch Trubisky, you know, looks serviceable at times, but at the end of the day, he's still Mitch Trubisky. Um, and listen, you can still improve the offensive I mean, line. What about listen, Jared Goff going to the Super Bowl? I mean, do you hold value in Jared Goff as a quarterback? Because I don't. Um, I I liked Jared Goff coming out of college. Um, I thought he would be better than what he is. Um, Jared Goff can throw the football, but he he sucks in many other ways. Um, I, I, no, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to bank on Jared Goff. I would not. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Quarterback's important, and Goff didn't win a Super Bowl. He put up three points in that Super Bowl. Pushing the quarterback. Pushing quarterback down the road is never the answer when you could I'd rather push offensive line down the road because getting up from from 14, 15 next year to get the number two overall pick when they know we're gonna be drafting a quarterback, they're absolutely gonna bend us over a barrel to get to, to, to for us to trade up that much. Again, you don't know what's happening next year. You don't know who the quarterbacks are gonna be, you don't know the situation is at all. And to say, hey, new head coach, we're gonna bring you in with a quarterback who we we're probably not going to to you know run with the next. 10, 15 years, hopefully. Um, I don't think it's a situation that, a, that a, you know, a coach wants to come into. And listen, if you really want to upgrade the offensive line, you're talking about the not people not wanting to come to the Jets in free agency, but this is a, a free agency where the Jets are really, be, uh, they're going to benefit a lot because a lot of, not a lot of teams have cap space um, to be able to sign guys. So the Jets are going to, you know, kind of be like the, the least ugly girl in the room in some situations, I guess you can kind of say. They have a ton of room. They have a ton of draft picks. So why can't you, why can't you sign a Tooney? Why can't you sign a Sheriff? And then why can't you draft a Wyatt Davis with the second pick? Like a, go, a, a first round guard is not good enough. And then you're looking at an offensive line with Becton, with Fant, who is a little bit below average to average. You have McGovern, who's a re- about average. You have a first-round pick and a guard. You could take another guard in the second round. Like You have plenty of assets to be able to build the offensive line. So By the way, skip. at right tackle, is, is Fant the best right tackle that we've had since uh, Damian Woody? Easily. Who, who else have we had? Uh, yeah. Brown Giacomini had- and all these trash guys. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah that's, that's pretty I easy. I mean, def- definitely. So, uh, um, yeah, I don't want to get like, like and people are going to say in the chat, you don't you don't get cute with quarterback. You got to figure out quarterback. It's not a position you say, eh, you know, we'll figure it out later and we'll, we'll draft this offensive lineman because, yeah, Sewell might be great, but there's offensive linemen coming out who were good every year. Look at last year. You had, you know, you had four guys who were almost top 10 picks. So if you really like a guy next year, you want to trade up. That's a lot more. Um, feasible than trading up to get a quarterback when quarterbacks completely uh, a position that's so hard to get. It's not something you just want to push down the road, in my opinion. So. And here, and here's one thing I'll say about co- uh, quarterbacks too. Like, yeah, sure. A lot of times in the draft is the first quarterback drafted. Is he always the best one? No, not always. Josh Allen looks to be the best one. And he was taken seventh overall. There was two quarterbacks taken before him, but it is easy. It's a lot easier to find a starting, a good starting offensive lineman in much later rounds than it is to find quarterback. It is very rare that you're getting a six round quarterback like Tom Brady that is elite. Like you look at most of the starters in the NFL, they're first round picks. Just look at most of the starters in the NFL at quarterback. It is, yes, there are the miraculous stories. There are the Russell Wilsons. Those are few and far between. All right. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, Joe brought up Joe Tooney. From what we hear, the Jets and Joe Douglas love Joe Tooney and take this for what it's worth. But Mike Reese, a uh, longtime Patriots ESPN beat reporter, he took a picture of Joe Tooney sitting in the Patriots midfield logo, just soaking it all in at the end of the game. Listen, they franchise Joe Tooney. Listen, if, they, last, if they don't franchise tag him, I, 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 I don't think, I don't think they, I don't think they will because if they franchise him again, this is the second year in a row that that cap hits going to be a lot bigger this year. They're close like 20 million for a guard. So I think he's going to walk. Belichick does let players walk all the time. I would say the jets would probably be the favorites to land him. I think so. 
And if not yeah. him, Scherf. I'm going are... to. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I'm going to let you guys wrap up and go. Um, but I appreciate you, Kyle and Joe. Um, but the one thing uh, before I let you go, what do you want to do with that second pick in the first uh, in the first round? Uh, so, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you into the queue now. Just, just hang out from there. Um, if, if you want, Rashawn, uh, definitely appreciate the call. But for whatever reason, when I drop people, apparently it screws up. So I definitely appreciate the call, and hopefully you call in soon again. Um, but just to always, man, I appreciate what y'all do for us. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's especially watching the film for hours and hours. It's absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, so Kyle, the, the, the my, whole, uh, my dog's name is Jet, so he thinks every Sunday I'm yelling at him. So it, give him some real. more treats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I returned to you a little bit earlier. Yeah, just hang out from there if you want. Um, yeah, so the second pick, listen, and I pre- there's like 300 people in the chat. That's freaking awesome. Uh, we've re- wow. like recently started doing this, so let's keep that up. And especially once, once the Jets get good and people actually want to know about the film of these guys, hopefully we continue. Um, but the second pick, it, it really depends on the free agency. I'm, I'm a guy who wants to kind of, I want to look at the draft and see what's not strong on the draft. The edge rusher position, I don't think is very strong in the draft. So that's the position I want to address in free agency. You know, there's guys out there like, you know, a Judon or Nagakwe, who I think are going to be a little bit overpaid for what they actually are, but it's a position I want to lock down. So I want to look at the deep positions in the draft and kind of push that, push that off maybe a little bit um, in free agency. But at the same time, I also want to overspend a little bit in free agency towards the offense because I don't yes. want to risk that in the draft. Yes. So, yes. so I, I think edge rusher is an absolute need in, in free agency. Um, but I think interior offensive line with a bit two near sheriff, if they got to overpay for a two near sheriff and you go into the draft. Okay. Listen, you know, we, we, we have, we have Tooney, we have Becton, we have Fant, we have McGovern. We might have a below average guy or a bad guy in Greg Van Roden who you could address either in the third, fourth round or whatever, or, if you are sitting that at, at that second first round pick and a Wyatt Davis is there and you take them and then boom, your offensive line is freaking stacked. But I don't want, I don't want to be in a position where we have to take or reach for a guard with the first, you know, the second first round pick or the, or the, the second round pick or the third round pick. So I really want to address offense hard. Um, yes. There's a couple corners there, you know, Eric Stokes of the world um, who, who might be there. But again, it's, it's so the draft is so fluid. The offseason is so fluid that I'm not going to say, Oh, I want this guy, this guy, or this guy. Cause I think a lot of people just go into mock drafts, see who's there and then say, Oh, I want that guy because he plays a position I want, you know? So, um, but I'm going to say just in terms of free agency, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. Um, I want to hit, offense hard because it's not something I want to reach for because it's, it's absolutely a necessity for the new quarterback to, to come in a uh, quick thought, uh, quick thoughts, Kyle, and we'll get into the, the next uh, two callers who are on. And uh, a lot of people are welcome. NY sports MC. I think I've seen him in, uh, in the jets talk 24 seven channel. So this is your first time checking it out. Uh, I appreciate it. And NY sports dark J- Jovan shadow maniac. I, everybody who's in here. I appreciate all the 300 people who are in here, but uh, what's your thoughts? I completely agree with you, man. Um <laughs> You know, it might sound crazy. Um, I, I, I don't think if you're Joe Douglas, you're thinking that, especially if you're going to go the route of rookie quarterback, no rookie quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, first year starters like Tom Brady have won a Super Bowl, but he wasn't a rookie, technically speaking. Um, so I think if you're Joe Douglas, you're not thinking that you're actually going to legit compete for a Super Bowl next year. No, you know, maybe no make maybe making a playoff push. I mean, that's certainly possible. We've seen quick turnarounds in the NFL. Um so it might sound crazy, but I'm saying like, dude, you might not sign even one big name free agent on defense. Like literally, if I was the GM, 
And it meant that I could sign one to two really good starting quality offensive linemen and get like a good receiver, like an Allen Robinson or whatever. Dude. And basically I'm, that's a big portion of my cash flow. If that means that I don't sign uh, any big time defensive players, then so be it because exactly. I, I want to help my young quarterback. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. That's what the jets didn't Listen, do with Darnold. Like you said, they're not winning the Super Bowl this year. So yeah. Do I like, like people bring up like certain and all these guys, uh, the, you know, the corner from Bama, but listen, are we going to be mad right now? If they draft Wilson or, or, or field number two, they bring in Tooney, they bring in Robinson, their second, their second first round pick is Wyatt Davis. And then their second, uh, freaking pick is, uh, who's that? Who's the freaking, uh, the, the receiver from, uh, Ohio State who just went off who's like a low oh, Olave Chris Olave. Olave Chris like Olave. if they if they bring in if they bring in Robinson you know they let Perriman walk they have they have Robinson Crowder Olave Mims they bring in they bring in Tooney then they have Wyatt Davis like I don't overload on offense we can fit we can figure out defense next year now obviously if they're sitting at the second first round pick and you have a guy like Sertain there and he's rated an A for that spot and you have a guy in let's say Bateman or whoever again I don't know what their state or their ranking or anything like that I'm not speaking specifically on guys and my thoughts on them but if you have Bateman there who's a B and Sertain there who's an A take Sertain but that's why free agency is so important that we need to overload on offense and free agency to not force ourselves in a position in the draft but if they spend everything on offense, I don't give a shit because that's what they need to do. They need to do it. Like, look at Mark Sanchez's first couple of years with his offensive line, you know, number one offensive line, number one running game, good receivers, like a, a, a decent quarterback. Even Darnold in his first couple of years would have absolutely thrived with that team. Um, Sanchez couldn't because he's trash. Yeah. But, what an indictment. I was about to say, what an indictment on Mark Sanchez. That just goes to show how bad he was. Yeah. Somebody, oh, super chat. Appreciate it. Lewis uh, Atila. I'll read the super chat as soon as they come in, uh, unless we have a call online. Uh, By the way, I can't your, think of one thing that Sanchez did well in his game other than throw a slant route. He could throw a pretty good slant route off play action. That's about it. Who would you say was, was that? Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. What could he do well other than sell a good play action fake, which Darnold can't do? Be on the cover of GQ Magazine? Route. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Lewis, what's your dream coaching staff? And if you're Joe D, who is your guy? I'm really more concerned about the OC and DC. Maybe thoughts on Dan Quinn at DC. What are your, what are your thoughts on that, Kyle? Um, yeah, I wouldn't want Dan Quinn at DC. <laughs> Notice how, how much better the defense yeah, played that's, after that's, he left. <laughs> that's not a um, good indictment on the coach who's a defensive plus, guy when a defense gets better. When exactly. He and like he was, yeah, he was part of the Legion of Boom. But mm-hmm. again, though, that, that was Pete Carroll's defense and they had amazing talent there. So eat a hot dog on the sideline. Chris Turner says, yeah, he's good at that. He almost, he almost, well, is he really that good? He got caught. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for dream coach, I would say like, and we're going to get into this a lot more in the, in, in later on in the show, uh, we have a ton of topics we're getting into. Uh, but I really like Campbell's. I really like, you know, not Campbell's, but Campbell or the Campbell's of the world. I like Fitzgerald. Um, I like the leaders. I, I know a lot of people like to talk about the offensive guys. Oh, be enemy. Oh, you know, uh, Joe Brady, all this stuff. The Jets have gone that route last couple of, of years. You know, Rex Ryan, the new, the new hot coordinator. Define leader. Define what you mean by leader because we're a hearing program, that, a, guy, a, guy, a guy who is a program builder who has proven at whether it be the, the NFL level or the college level, a guy who has turned around a program. Pat, uh, Pat Fitzgerald completely turned around Northwestern. Now they're respected going to bowl games. You have uh, Matt Campbell who turned around Iowa State is now going to um, play in bigger games and things like that. So I want a guy who is a program builder and not just a new hot coordinator because we've had that with Rex. We had that with Bulls. 
you know, and these guys, they might be great as an OC or DC, but OC, DC and head coach are completely different. So you could, you might be able to coach a great offense as Joe Brady, but what happens when you have to manage an entire team full of grown men? Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to cave? Are you going to only focus on one side of the ball? I want a guy who is an overseer and who's not coming and players who are not coming out with quotes and saying that, you know, uh, Adam Gates doesn't even talk to the defense or Rex Ryan doesn't even talk to the offense or Todd Bowles doesn't pay attention to the offense. Like I want a guy, I want the the, the John Har- or the the Jim uh, the John Harbaugh's who's the overseer of the team and it relies on the OCDC, um, you know, and 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 kind of I guess what I'm trying to I'm trying to say, but it relies on them to coach that side of the ball so they can be the overseer. So I like guys like Campbell, I like guys like Fitz. Um, I've warmed up a little bit to Wink Martindale because of some of the staff that he's talked about bringing in a guy like Elliot from Clemson. Um, to coach the offense and Marvin Lewis as a defensive coordinator. Now, listen, people might go crazy as Mar- about Marvin Lewis. I don't want him as a head coach, but a guy who brought the Bengals consistently competing for playoff spots, good defense, obviously is is, is familiar with Wink Martindale and the Ravens. Bring him in as a leader of the of the defense um, to oversee that defense and who is a successful coach. Obviously, he didn't win the Super Bowl and things like that, but it's hey, it's he enough, was part of the two thousand Ravens. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got another super chat. So those are by some of my top five. By the way, it was a great answer, Joe. And when you said Thank leader, I, I, I didn't, I just, I was hoping, and I didn't think you'd give me this BS answer, but that you weren't going to say something like a guy who gives good speeches and motivates players. Cause that is so overrated at the NFL level. Oh yeah. The, you're, the, the, if you're listen, a player enemies, making millions the of the world, like, yeah, it's if like you're, I, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. no, no, sorry, if, you're, go ahead. if you're a player making millions of dollars and you're a professional athlete and you're literally on the field with guys that could take your damn head off, you don't need speech. You shouldn't you don't need that. Eat the W speech. Yeah. Nom, you, nom, nom. <laughs> you shouldn't need speeches and stuff to get you motivated. Yeah. So I that's think a problem. I, that's a problem. I think as fans, because that shit is so easy to see, you can see that stuff in a, in a team highlight clip that they post on Twitter after the game, or you can see that on the sideline. Yeah. We, as fans, we oftentimes associate that with being as good coach, but that is so overrated. So when you said leader, I, I didn't think that you meant that, but, the disrespect of my own podcast. When, when some people do say that term leader, that's what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I want to, I want a program builder. I want a guy who's approachable. I want a guy who can talk to grown men. And that's like my problem with like, you know, you hear some, some conflicting things about the enemy. Like, yeah, he's a raw, raw grog guy. Great. He's under Andy Reid, you know, who's one of the best uh, offensive coaches of all time. So what is he going to do on the jets? You know, the Joe Brady's guy is like 31 years old. Is he going to be able to, to tell guys like whoever a guy, a 35 year old running back or 37 year old running back, like gore your bench. Like, how is that going to work? Like, I don't just OC DC. Great. Let's just pick the top five guys from each coordinator from each team and just say there can be a great head coach. If that's what you want in a head coach, but I want the program builder. That's, that's what I absolutely want. Uh, first and foremost, and, like, again, Wink Martindale might not be my number one guy, but if he's bringing Tony Elliott, you know, successful Clemson offense for years, and you're bringing a guy like Marvin Lewis, I'll sign up for that right now because you have other guys out there who we'll talk about in a little bit in the future who scared a shit of me as well. So, um, Let's see. Uh, we have another super chat. I'll answer that real quick. Then we'll get into the, into the phone calls. Uh, we have a couple on the on the board. Uh, people also forget that you could still trade down at other draft spots besides the number two pick. Listen, I know people want to accumulate assets. The Jets have two first round picks next year that people want to think about. Two this year, two seconds if you get if you trade for Donald. Two, you know, uh, two thirds, two fourths if Leonard Williams gets signed, which it seems like it will. 80 plus million dollars in cap space and in, in, in a, in a off season where cap space isn't, isn't going to mean the most that it ever has in the history of the NFL um, because teams are so strapped and not a lot of teams can throw around money. So they have plenty of assets. Let's not just say, Oh, we'll just trade down because we need more stuff. No, you take the quarterback. You need the quarterback. Don't push it down the road. Yeah. By the way, just to, just to give an idea of how valuable a quarterback is, 
the Chiefs would not give up Patrick Mahomes for 10 first round picks. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. No. No way. Guys, I mean, that's the argument right there. And I'm not saying that Fields or Wilson can be Patrick Mahomes because the odds of them becoming Patrick Mahomes are like so minuscule. Yeah. But yeah. if they could even get in his stratosphere with their level of talent, that's the type of impact that a good quarterback can have to a team. Some people are talking about uh, tight end, the, the the tight end at the end of the first round, like fever flus or the hell's name or, or early second. Listen, any offensive weapons that's fine to me. Ask us about the the Williams kid, the running back from North Carolina. Um, this is not a channel where I'm going to go and just Google his his scouting report and and, and recite those things because I think it's really um, kind of dumb, especially if people do respect the film aspects of the show. So you'll get opinions of them if they're drafted or if I talk, if I watch their stuff uh, before you know, obviously. But any. You know, running backs, tight ends, they're not necessarily the premium positions I necessarily want. Tight ends, I think, is it could make a big impact. Um, but yeah, any, any offensive pitch, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill. Uh let's see. Uh a couple callers. This is Felicia from Mexico. So this might be a prank caller if you are get a life. But um, if this is if this is actually Felicia who wants to speak about something, then uh what's up? What an assumption. I don't know, man. Felicia hey, from Mexico. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, what's up, man? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Federico, not Felicia. Probably you have a text recognition. <laughs> okay. Federico. okay, perfect, perfect. What's <laughs> up, man? Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me here. Yeah, no problem, man. What do you? Well, I, I see you um, want to talk about something about um, the head coach. I, I believe this is this. The, it picked up in the audio. Yeah, I, I was wondering if there is any way we could get like a heads up of what we're going to do in the draft, depending on what coach we hire. Like, yeah. I know if we get Greg Roman, we're probably going to go with Fields, but are there mm-hmm. other combinations that you might say that if we go with Campbell, we're going to get Wilson or something like that? Yeah, it, 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 and this is something I'll definitely look into. Um, again, it depends on the system. Like, if it's if it's a spread type system with a lot of RPO, a lot of read option, um, again, which I will review, I, I think it, they'll probably lean towards Fields. Um, if it's an offense like a Kyle Shanahan play action, turn your back a lot to the to the defense, um, a little bit more processing that takes place. I think it's going to be a, a Wilson. So it really depends on who the coordinator is and, and what offense they they're going to run. You know, a Clemson guy might like Fields. You know, you, we don't really know yet because we haven't really seen their offenses. I'm not. Again, I don't want to just say, okay, well, if they bring in Brandon Stanley, the Rams defensive coordinator, he likes Justin Fields. I, I think I think that Fields right now is probably more the consensus number two for for a lot of people. So I think the Jets might be leaning that way. Um, Joe, like, what do you think about Day? If Dayball was the Jets' hire, who the Jets are planning to interview him, uh, he's a very sexy name right now. And look at what he's done with Josh Allen. Beautiful. Um, who do you think he would prefer? I just because of the similarities between Fields and, and Josh Allen, like you're talking about guys in college who struggled going through reads, physical freaks in certain aspects. Uh, the spread offense that they ran more of with the Buffalo Bills this year really aided Josh Allen, simplified his reads, things like that, spread out the defense. Listen, you can disguise a lot of defense when it's condensed formations. When you spread guys out, it's hard. To, it's, it's hard to disguise a lot of stuff, and it really helped Josh Allen out. Um, a lot from what I saw when he played the Jets twice. So I, I think that he would lean more towards the fields because he's more similar of a quarterback to a um to a Josh Allen. And I think he'd be really, really great. Like that's like one of my number one pairings of guys. Um what about Br- what about Joe Brady then? I don't I don't know enough about his offense. I ha- I haven't watched enough about his offense. I agree. I agree. This is kind of why I'm asking you because you know, I, I figured you might know more than me, but at this point, it, it, at this point, uh, is it Frederica? Or I, I, I forgot your name, exactly how to pronounce it. 
I was just calling me Fed. Yeah, okay. Fred. Fed or Fred? Fred? Yeah. Okay. FED. Fed. Yeah. So um, I guess at this point, too, I mean, whoever the coach ends up being, I can rest assure you that Joe is going to dive into that f- that film immediately, like a psychopath that he is, and start to really dissect it. <laughs> okay. And then he's going to start to give opinions really early on about which quarterback would probably be, in his opinion, more suited to what that coach might want to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so like I said, uh, it's still it's still a little early on. I mean, right now, I mean, like Joe could drive himself nuts trying to dive into the film of all these coaching candidates, but the Jets probably might interview ten guys. So Fed, like, I, again, I don't know if you're newer to the channel or if you've been watching a lot, a lot or whatever. You know, whatever. Um, the Jets lost the number two pick what about two weeks ago, and I already have about 250 plays recorded of, of Zach Wilson and Fields. So uh, you'll get plenty plenty of the offenses and who I think fits and all that stuff. I just Again, I, I think for the people who do respect the film work we do, um, you know, I do on this channel, it's, it's irresponsible to say, oh, well, this equals this. It's just, I, I don't know yet. Uh, unfortunately, I do have a full-time job, so I can't watch all 32 teams and all these coaches and things like that. But um, is there anything else you want to you want to add? And definitely, hey, I got, I got to ask especially for Mexico, I, too. I got to awesome. ask, Fed, were you born and raised in Mexico? Yeah, uh, I lived in Boston for two years. Okay, so and that's... I'm like, I'm 24 years old, so I started watching... Jets when Mark Sanchez was a quarterback, and I just nah. instantly uh, liked the Jets because Mexican heritage. Well, unfortunately, he yeah. wasn't very good, but <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, Thad, we, we really appreciate calling in. Is there anything else you want to you want to add before we get to some other callers? And and I really appreciate calling, especially from another country. I don't know how the hell you heard about us, but I definitely appreciate it. The internet, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It popped up on on YouTube looking for like Rich Dimini stuff I was watching, and they popped up and. Oh, cool, We've really been a fan of the content like halfway through the season. Okay, awesome, man. I appreciate you calling. Um, and hopefully we'll we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thank you. That was okay. Cool. Yeah, dude. Hey, listen, like that's I think it's awesome too. Obviously, and I'm not. A, I don't want to just assume that he likes Sanchez because they they share a heritage or whatever. But uh, sticking with the Jets, the, the next ten years, like if you became a fan in in '09, and these are your first ten years of the Jets, woof, <laughs> like woof. It is it is getting better though. It, it definitely will. Um, Joe wait. Douglas, he's the man to save us. Um, internet makes the world small dribble. It's, it's not the eighties. All right, dark, you know, you disappear for two weeks and you're talking shit and chat over there. You better, you better watch yourself. <laughs> uh, Mitchell. And I want to hear to talk to Trubisky? Them. Mitch. No, I don't, I think that might be his name. Uh, Mitchell, what is up? Hello. Hey, what's up? Um, I just wanted to know if, um, you guys think Justin Fields will be on the team. Okay. Well, thank Justin you for Fields? calling. Thank you for calling. It. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead, Kyle. I would say there's a decent chance of it. Um, <laughs> I would say there's probably at least a 50% chance. How does that sound, Joe? Okay. Thank you. 50% chance shows that sound about right. Justin Fields. Yeah, uh, I, I would probably I would probably lean more towards like 65, 70, just because of of how highly touted he was. Um, Joe Douglas seems to be but, a guy who. The likes- reason why I'm saying fifty is because there is still the uncertainty that maybe they try to make a run for Stafford, maybe they would try to trade back. I mean, it's not just him and Wilson. That's why I'm saying fifty. Like you're playing the, the field. You're playing the field a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're playing the field against fields. Really, yeah. really stupid. Um. So yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I guess. Analysis. I guess. Don't I guess. Go to comedy. 50. 
My mom tells me I'm funny, Kyle. <laughs> no, yeah, I think 50%. Um, Mitchell, is there anything else you wanted to, you wanted to add? Um, obviously, there's a, great, there's, there's a good chance. I would say more, it's probably the most realistic scenario that the Jets land him, but we have so much to go with pre-draft pre, um, med- medical evaluations. There's so many different things, interviews. Like, he could be great on the field and come in an interview and be like an arrogant prick who they're never going to take at the number two pick. Apparently, he's very likable because they did you like know? a Netflix series on him or whatever, and he came oh, off. I got to watch like, that. Yeah, if they draft him, I'll definitely watch that. I'll say yeah. that. Um, Mitchell, is there anything else you want to add? We got a couple of callers on the line. I'm good. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Mitchell. Yeah, young young kid, uh, clearly. Hopefully, he continues to to dive deep into the Jets, and hopefully his young years as a Jets fan are much better than mine <laughs> because mine sucked. So, moving on. When you say young, you're going to back-to-back AFC title games. Well, if that was your first exposure to the Jets in the last couple oh, okay. of years, you know, would you take, would you trade those two AFC championship, you know, appearances for the last 10 years of just absolute shit? No. I don't know, man. Those two years were pretty fun. They were, they were. Holy crap. Okay. We got a ton of callers. Uh, we're going to hit you guys pretty quick. Um, Jack to talk about the Jets head coach. Jack, what's up? Hey, what's up? So I just, I heard you, you know, you're kind of down on, Joe Brady and all these, all these guys. Mm-hmm. I just want to, so I, um, my thing is, you know, there's a difference between this, like often, and I, I don't know Joe Brady personally. I don't know any mm-hmm. of these guys personally. And obviously you get an interview with them. I'm pretty, you, you can probably tell, like you get Adam Gase in your interview, even in the first press conference, he goes, I'm going to be, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to do anything with the defense giving the head coach of defense. There's a difference between that guy and Rex Ryan who say, I'm not going to do anything with the offense. Those guys who say, you know, this is my specialty and I don't care for the other side of the ball. And, you know, other guys who have a specialty in, in a certain area and then, but also have their hands on the entire football team. Okay, so you're you're kind of, you're, right. you're hedging, you, you like Joe Brady, you're, you're saying, but listen, the thing, well, yeah. So, 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 but can I, can I, just, can I bring up a so counterpoint cool. to that? Because a lot of people, when they watch the, yep. the one Jets drives and all that stuff, and I'm, I'm assuming you're a Jets fan, a lot of people were impressed with Adam Gase and how he spoke about the team. And he was a good interview. I know the first interview didn't go well. Maybe he was on Coke or something like that. But overall, generally, people like his interviews and, and oh, he's smart. Maybe he will, like, people watch the one Jets drive of him watching tape. Like, maybe he can turn this offense around. Like, he's talking about using Bell in different ways and, and looking at how Bell is, is, was used in Pittsburgh that. and all that stuff. So, a lot of people actually like the way he interviewed so it's not like i watch those interviews and if i had background information obviously it, it might it might cloud my judgment of him but watching those interviews if i didn't have anything based about him other than that i'll be like okay he, he seems like a pretty yeah, smart he, dude so he, i can't he, he does a lot better when there's not a lot of pressure on him like he he yeah, crumbles under pressure from it's the it's pretty it's pretty easy to give interview stock answers like if Kyle, if you if you guys brought up 20 questions and, and i and i had a minute to think about it i could answer those questions too like you don't want to pour everything in it you you have into into interview questions because it's all stock answers like they're not going to really say what they're necessarily thinking so yeah he might say i'm going to be involved in the defense but a 31 year old guy who's come up so quickly from college to the NFL level, who's never turned a program around, always been kind of an assistant to program builders. Um, what what proves it to you that he could be that guy? Like that's I'm not saying he's a bad option. He's just not my number one. Then, then, let me just say this about Joe Brady, and I do not know that much about him. I know the stats from mm-hmm. his time, his one year as like a legit, you know, coordinator in college, which he he made the jump from the NFL back to college yeah. as a coordinator and just lit the world on fire. And then LSU hasn't been the same since. Joe Brady's younger than me. 
he's about two months younger than me, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's one thing I'm, I'm 31. Uh, and, you know, um, anyway, but, uh, so the one thing the the concern that I have with Joe Brady is he's only spent time as a coordinator in the NFL for one year, this being his first year. So how many guys does he really know in NFL circles that would come work for him? That's the concern that I have. And being that he's so young, it's not like, you know, when you're Marvin Lewis or whatever, you know, you've been around all these coaches and so many, like you have a whole notebook full of names and phone numbers of guys who that you could call and come work for you. You know, would Joe Brady be able to actually hire a staff? Like I have no question that he could dial up some nice, sexy plays and a quarterback, but could he get guys in like, cause does he just have, we're just talking simple math here. You know, his amount of time in the league where he actually had a position of authority yeah. where he would come to know these guys. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's just my two cents. That's, that's definitely a good point. I will say like, I mean, Joe Brady, I mean, he led the, the greatest uh, FBS offense in history mm-hmm. and his, this Panthers team who faced like the hardest schedule in the league, second hardest schedule in the league, you know, that offense wasn't the reason they sucked. And and the Teddy Bridgewater increased his yards per attempt by like a full mm-hmm. yard, which is it's it's kind of insane to do as what is he like an eighth year quarterback at this point? Something so like that. I mean the yeah. guy has good success. Whereas mm-hmm. you go look at like Adam Gase and he was he was bad. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I, that's true. Again, man. like I don't want to compare these guys to Adam Gase. So so one thing that you brought up like hiring a staff, which I think is an underrated part of like maybe hiring like Wink Martindale. Who, mm-hmm. yeah, if he brings in Elliot, right? That's great. That, that's the rumor, But what yeah. happens when that's that's great? But what happens when oh mm-hmm. oh my god, they get Zach Wilson. This offense is good, and now they poach Elliot. Now what? Now he's got to find a new. Yep. I don't want that. I want to find the Elliot. I want to find if they get Joe Brady and he turns out to be the real guy, then there is no there is no Dan Quinn Kyle Shanahan system. Uh, situation where oh they kept Dan Quinn because he was that coach and then it wasn't really Dan Quinn it was Kyle Shanahan or even I mean I'm I have a I'm a big inkling that you know Matt Rule down the line isn't going to look so hot when Joe Brady is poached from him. Here, here's the thing you got to consider is Joe Douglas. This is going to be his second his third year and his second head coach when he's with the Jets. Now, I know he negotiated a six-year contract, so he was going to get at least three full drafts. But in his mind, he's going to want to hit a home run for a head coaching hire, which probably means he's probably going to be inclined to go more of the safer route, I would think, because, you know, at this point, the Jets have had back-to-back losing seasons, and he doesn't want to lose his job. So the thing about Joe Brady is that I'm with you. If they hire Joe Brady, I'm going to be excited as hell. I'm saying that right now because if they do strike gold, that's going to be sexy. It's kind of like, in my opinion, I I saw Darnold as a risky pick. I did not love Sam Darnold coming out of college, but I was will. I I waited three years before I started criticizing him the way I do because at this point, I know I'm done with him. But I I always saw the talent that was there that it could potentially be molded. So like. You know, I kind of view view Brady in the same way. Like it could end up being great. It could be McVeigh. It could be Shanahan, and it could be 
you know, just yeah, that's so my thing with Brady is and, and it's a high risk. It's like one of those like draft picks that's hot that's high floor <clears throat> or sorry, high ceiling, low floor. Like he's a big risk to me. Um and you bring up a valid point. Like, listen, that's why that's why Wink Martindale isn't my number one guy. And I, I've said it in past shows. I prefer the offensive guy because I don't want that offensive guy to be poached when the Jets hopefully do have success. So it's, it's a very valid concern with the defensive guy. But <clears throat> Joe Brady, is, it's not like I'm completely down on him. It's just not, he's just not my first pick just because of how how kind of wet behind the ears he still is. Like, I want him to prove it to me a little bit more um, before. Um, he comes in here. That's that's so it's, it's, it's not like I'm completely down on him, but uh, Jack, is there anything else you want to add? Um, before we uh throw you back to the yeah, queue, thanks. Definitely I appreciate just, the call. Like, too. I mean, real like I don't expect them to hire him at all. This mm-hmm. is just my dream, and I would be very excited <laughs> because it's all about okay. the quarterback, it's all about the passing offense, mm-hmm. and he seems like mm-hmm. you know, he's just that would be a fun team to watch, I think. So yeah, Jack, we appreciate the call. I'm going to touch on that a little in, in, in a few seconds. By the way, let's let's not forget about time. let's not forget about one other at the time very young head coach who was an offensive minded guy who was taking the league by storm. Josh McDaniels looked to be like a great hit at first, and then came crashing down. Well, the thing is with you only again, get two seasons again. This is what I talk about like the OC. Like, oh, okay, well, if he, you know he's a great OC, you know, Banami might be a great OC. The Rams' defensive coordinator might be a great DC. You know, all these guys, Everflus might be a great DC, but are they head coaches? There's a difference between being a coordinator and a coach, and that's what I'm not. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm more inclined to take the CEO guy who you know can be a good head coach. But I'll say this: I mean. If I if I got a chance to choose between Joe Brady, Sala, Eberflus, one of these hot named defensive coordinators, I'm taking Joe Brady. If you give yeah. me the option, hot defensive coordinator name or Joe Brady, oh for sure, yeah, give me yeah. Joe Brady. Yeah. Okay. Next call, Zach from California, um, talking cap space. Uh, Zach, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, I'm calling because I always have this question in the back of my mind and I'll never get it answered. So, okay. say we trade back this year or next year. Let's just say we trade back at Pitt, Smith. I feel like in five years from where, say, this year or next year, we're going to be in cap. Like, we're going to have to cut these guys, these number one guys, because we're going to be way, be like the Rams now or the Saints. You know what I mean? No. If you draft a quarterback this year, he's going to have a quarterback on a rookie contract. You're not going to be like the Rams or the Saints. The Rams or the Saints have quarterbacks on veteran contracts. The Rams are paying Goff 25 plus million a year, maybe almost 30 million a year. You draft a rookie quarterback, you're not going to have that problem. Right. Um, but I'm saying if we say we keep Darnold, we're not down, keeping Darnold. Get Pitt. Yeah, it's 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 I I really doubt that a new coach is going to want to bring in or to have a quarterback who is is damaged at this point who you have to sign to his fifth year contract by the time they hit training camp. Like it's not I, I just I really, really doubt it's gonna happen, especially with the guys coming out and the uncertainty of what Donald's future holds, um, and the uncertainty of of future quarterback drafts. And yeah, there there will be a point where if the Jets are successful and if they hit on their first round picks and they have to sign Q and they have to sign back then if they have to sign you know, Zach Wilson and Wyatt Davis and whoever else that, yeah, they will be in a situation where they have to get rid of some of those guys. That's inevitable because as your team progress, progress guys around the league are more interested in them. So you're gonna have to overpay them to keep them here. Um, and guys are want to cash in. So yeah, it will happen eventually in terms of like having to sign guys, but we're in a situation right now where we have so much cap space and so many guys who were not committed to long-term. Like who do we have to commit to long-term? 
uh, Quinn Williams, Becton, maybe, maybe Marcus May. But like, other than that, like we have so many um, holes in this team. I'm not going to. And eventually, of, you're going to be able to get out of the CJ Mosley contract pretty soon too. That's going to free up Henry Anderson. Space. Get rid of that. That's like, true. yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kind of put the, I get, I don't know what the term is, like the, the cart before the horse or whatever the hell it is. But um, let's worry about having to pay guys and being in cap hell after we we become a good team. Like, it's not something to worry <laughs> about now, you know. Right. Yeah. It was just a constant question I had. I never really mm-hmm. understood all of it. So um, yeah, okay. I really do hope we get Campbell though. Okay, Campbell's yeah. probably my number one. I've been See, watching them since. Toledo. It seems like it's not going to um, happen. I saw Scott, Scott Mason tweeted out earlier today that like, uh, I think it was Bruce Feldman who was on Rich Eisen's show today. And seems that the indications are that Campbell feels that he has quote unfinished business end quote at Iowa state still to be done. So the, the two, the two most likely guys, if I had to hitch my wagon to either one, not, well, not my wagon, I guess like the guys who I think are most likely is probably wink Martindale. And I think patch Fitzgerald because of his prior relationships with um, Joe Douglas, which are apparently. How, and how do they know each other? How, I, for, I forget exactly. Um, but I know that I know they have, was it, was it in Baltimore? Dealings. I forget. I forget. I know they have, they were, they're intertwined somewhere where they have a lot of respect for each other. Um, that would so, be pretty awesome. Yeah. And especially if you're having a Pat Fitzgerald who just coached against a, a, a Justin Fields, if he has respect for him, he says, Hey, I can coach that freaking kid up and he could be elite. You know, the Johnsons might have to pony up and, and, and pull, uh, you know, put on their, on, on their big boy pants and have to pay a guy eight, nine, $10 million a year to come here. But if that's what they need to do to turn this franchise around, that's what they have to do. So, Hey, listen, the Raiders are, are known as being one of the more broke franchises. I mean, um, the Davises aren't exactly known as being like rich billionaires, like some of these other owners. And they gave Bruton yeah. a 10 year, $10 million contract per year. Mm-hmm. So they, they found a way to pony up money to get their guy and they're a broke franchise. So the Johnsons could do it if they really, truly do care about this fan base. Yeah. Um, anything else to, to add, uh, Zach, we definitely appreciate the call. Um, nope. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, Zach. I dude, I I've never like I don't know if these people interact with me on Twitter. Obviously, it's it's hard to put a face to a name or 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 Twitter to like, oh, that's Zach the this one guy who tweets me all the time. But oh yeah, it is uh, hard to do that. I, I appreciate everybody's calling in for sure. Hey Joe, give me give me like you can move on and talk about something else. I'm gonna go get another microphone stand. I'll be right back in a jiffy. Why? Because you've been holding your, your mic like that? Yeah, like, it fell off. I got a new desk minutes. and it's hard to put it on. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to we'll get to Matt in, in two seconds. Uh go through some of the comments. Some people, yeah, love Campbell. Yeah, Campbell's my number one. Um, Shaw ha- from what is it Stanford or wherever the hell he is? I forget exactly. I haven't heard a lot about him. Uh, let's see. There's a ton of freaking comments in here. <clears throat> I can say that we're going to have a shit ton of content on this on this stream in terms of breaking down these offenses. Instead of going to a five minute video on YouTube, um, there's going to be. And again, you might not want to dedicate hours to watching this. It depends how dedicated you are, but there will be hours of of film breakdown of all of these guys. Um, I'm going to bring on the caller though, just cause I don't want to keep delaying Kyle can come in at a later point, Matt Roger, I believe it says, um, Oh, Matt Troja. Okay. What's up, dude. The demise of Sam Donald, the biggest Sam Donald supporter out there, the college basketball player. I remember <laughs> man. what's going on, dude. How you doing? Doing, doing all right. Uh, looking forward to the off season. Done. I'm done with 2020. Uh, one of the shittiest years of uh, in us history and uh shittiest years of jets history. So I'm, I'm ready to move on. What's up. Yeah, man, I woke up today sad, broken okay. like Sam Darnold. All right. Um, is the reason being you're know, coming to the, the realization the that Darnold's is, not it? Oh, no, I came to the realization weeks ago. After the Chiefs game, I came to the realization. Also, the Broncos game. 
no, when yeah. he missed that receiver over the middle and mm-hmm. hurt his shoulder. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. is really interesting about the Jets right now is really what's going on in ownership to me. Okay. And I don't know how you guys feel about that or if you guys have really talked about that, but just from um, you know, a decision maker's perspective, mm-hmm. they're really starting to take a step back for the first time I've ever really seen. I yeah. wonder what you're thinking about this. And I love Joe Douglas. That's the only reason why, you know, I, I, I'm excited about next year, this hire, why isn't EB really at the high, at the highest of people's lists? He's proven that he can do anything with the quarterback. So okay. grow a young quarterback. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know we, if you saw that Tariq Hill quote that he, uh, he had when he saw Mahomes his first year, he said that he thought Mahomes was awful. Yeah. yeah, I saw that, yeah. Mahomes was able to back up a quarterback. He's, able to read defenses, things like that. What we saw with Sam Darnold, we can't repeat, is if you have a young quarterback come in, you can't make the assumption that they can just read a defense. No, That might be the, the most NFL difficult level. thing for a prospect to do. That is the yeah. hardest thing in NFL to do, I, I would say. Reading a defense and reading, you know, uh, anticipating windows, things like that. Uh, the, the traps and all the different defenses they have um, in the NFL, it's, it's impossible to say. Um, yeah, they'll be able to read a defense. Obviously, you want to see it at, at, at the college level and them doing it efficiently. Um, it is definitely a concern when they do not do that because yeah. it just gets much more difficult. But we spoke about the ownership thing um, <clears throat> earlier in the show. And just to hit on it again quickly, like you said, it, it's great because look at what ownership has done to this team um, minus a couple of years of the AFC Championship game. Like they've they've meddled in it, you know, the signing of Tebow, you know, oh, them getting a call from Peyton Manning and hiring Gase, like all of this stuff that happened. Um, clearly, they overstepped their bounds. So the fact that they're now kind of realizing their mistakes, hopefully, and saying, okay, we hired this Joe Douglas guy. We basically begged to get him in here. We're going to allow him to 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 run the show and make the football decisions. Is is more is is one of the most impactful things you could have heard. Um, to start this search. Like that's what you exactly what you want to hear. So I'm, I'm greatly encouraged by that um, to be completely honest. And then with EB, um, the enemy is again, I'm always concerned about hiring coaches, coordinators under the, the head coach's specialty, because how much is he really involved? And I know people say, oh, well, this game, he called it and this game, he didn't, but it's different when you have to be the guy right, not but nobody the supplement knows. to the guy. So you don't know exactly what right. he is. And that's the concern about him. I know he's had some character issues in the past. I've heard of like little things brought up here and there, um, which I'm not yeah, Ben, ben Albright has brought up that point many times. I, I think it was something like some kind of domestic violence issue. yeah so and, and again a long time it was a DUI ago. it was a, it was a okay. DUI too he had, he had back-to-back DUIs which yeah, I mean it happens I'm it's not, not a guy who got a DUI when he's 30 yeah yeah it's not it's not the biggest deal in in the world obviously it's pretty damn stupid but yeah it's it's just the unknown of how much does he really contribute to that offense because yeah he might call the plays but who's game planning who's scouting who's who's bringing in the personnel who's talking in the meetings like those things we don't know um, are the issues with bringing in a, a, a coordinator under the head coach's specialty. So there's a lot of question marks with the enemy. It's not why he's one of my top guys. Would I be upset if he's brought in? No, because he is highly touted, but there's a reason um, that he's dropped off a little bit. I think people are kind of looking into that right now. So as a football mind, both of you guys, a CEO coach means what? Because from somebody, from my perspective, mm-hmm. I don't understand the nuances of that. What does that specifically mean? Does that mean that you're overseeing everything? So, so yeah, this Kyle, is the, go ahead. The, I had on this before. Or does that mean you're overseeing the whole coaching staff? This, okay. this is the way that I kind of think about it. When you're when you're like a CEO type of coach, 
Bill Belichick, depending on what his staff is on any given year and what his personnel is on any given year, he's going to change what he can do and he can excel in many different areas. So when I was listening to uh, the Make Defense Great Again podcast and they had Dean Pease on, Dean Pease, longtime defensive coordinator in the NFL, uh, had a really good uh, tenure with the Ravens. I think the Ravens won a Super Bowl in 2012 when he was the defensive coordinator. I'm almost positive about that. He was the defensive coordinator for the Titans last year. Um, so really well-respected guy early on or earlier on in his career, he worked for Belichick in new England. One of the interesting things that Pease said was that Belichick barely when, when, when Pease was there, because Pease was a veteran defensive coordinator who had a lot of time in the NFL. Um, and they also had Cronell. They had a, a lot of other guys who did a lot of work on the defensive side of the ball, which is Belichick's specialty. So Belichick trusted them that they could do that job. So Belichick, during that time, he barely spent any time with the defense. And Dean P said that 90% of his time, Belichick spent with Tom Brady, teaching Tom Brady, this is what this defense is going to do to you on this given week. Mm-hmm. And they're meeting one-on-one. Yeah. But now, but look at Belichick last year. After Brian Flores goes and, and, and he loses some defensive guys, Belichick starts calling plays on defense again. He can do mm-hmm. it all. Right. Yeah. So this is this is what makes Belichick so great is depending on what his personnel and his coaching staff is on any given year. He's a chameleon. He can change and excel in many different areas. Adam Gase shits the bed when he doesn't have offensive talent that's going to do exactly what it is that he wants it to do. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I, yeah, it totally does. I mean, the parallel to Gase is I, Gase is obviously a complete loser. Yeah, and, so and just and just I to totally quickly, hear what you're saying. That to, that CEO thing definitely does because yeah, I didn't understand Jay, that. Quickly touch on it too. Like I want a guy who's not going to specialize in. You know, there's a difference between good coordinators and good. You know, good OC, good DC, because your your primary focus is on just that. Whereas a head coach, you have to focus on meetings and addressing the team and talking to everybody and focusing on offense and defense or specializing in position, looking at the quarterback, looking at the defense, um, speaking to grown men, managing grown men is a lot different than, you know, in college talking to kids who are there on scholarship, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, so that's why the Matt Campbell's who, who, who have went to Iowa state and turned that program around proves a lot of, of him as a guy, as a leader, as a, um, right. you know, as a CEO, the guys in Pat Fitzgerald who have turned around Northwestern completely, um, show a lot about the CEO guy. They are, you know, the, the, the John Harbles of the league are the CEO guy, the overseers of the offense and the defense the Bill Belichick's of the league. Like there, there are guys who specialize, but, and that's great. Like you want to obviously have the acumen to be able to coach a defense or an offense, but that there's so much more to being a head coach than just specializing in offense or defense. And that's why I lean towards the, the CEO types that we talk about. Gotcha. All right. Perfect. Very cool. And last question here, where do you, where do you guys see Sam ending up and for what to the compensation? I bet that'd be a second round pick yesterday. It's probably going to be a late third or a third from San Fran. What do you guys think? Kyle, I, I, so for me personally, just on everything I hear, and this is guys who are more connected to guys, you know, in the league, because I'm not obviously, I'm not getting texts from GMs and things like that. Right. Everybody, everybody seems to think it's going to be a second and a late pick. Um, so I, I'm fine with a second. If you're stacking, you know, two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, and two fourths from Leonard Williams, like that's a, a ton of space. But I'm, I'm going to lean towards like, I think if I had a bet today, like a second and a fifth, like what the, what the, uh, uh, what they got for Josh Rosen or what the Cardinals or whatever got for Josh Rosen. But uh, Matt, we definitely appreciate the call. We're going to jump into some other callers. Definitely appreciate you uh, consistently calling in, man. Thanks, All right, guys. Matt. Have a good one.
All right, cool. We're gonna, we have a couple more callers on the line. Uh, again, appreciate everybody for calling in. Um, Alex talking about the future head coach. Uh, Alex, what is up? Hey guys, can you hear me? Yep, yeah. got you. Awesome. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, yep. Really appreciate it. Watch you guys for a while. Um, oh, cool. So I want to talk about the the head coaching situation. Like, like what's going to happen? Honestly, in my opinion, I would stay away from guys like uh, like Joe Brady because I understand everyone's like real happy and like excited about him because oh look, Teddy Teddy Bridgewater is really good. He made Robbie Anderson look decent. But like Teddy Bridgewater was really good before his uh, his injury, don't you think? Like, and yeah, Robbie thought Anderson, he was like a league MVP. Moore. Shut up. I, I always <laughs> hire on Teddy Bridgewater than most people were. And I, I stick by this to this day. I actually texted this, or I actually tweeted this out to someone yesterday in a reply. Teddy Bridgewater should have been the starter in 2018. I know the Jets traded a th- and got a third rounder for him and maybe even something else. He should have started. Sam should have sat. And I think it would have done Sam a lot of good to sit for his first year. So first Alex, year. Alex, I know you're, you're talking oh, about absolutely. Joe Brady and we, and we touched on Joe Brady a little bit before he's, he's a high, he's a high risk, high reward type guy. So he's not my preference. So I do want to be a little bit safer, but, um, and I, and I, again, mm-hmm. I wanted those CEO types that we just spoke about to the last caller, but, um, who was the guy that you want? Like who is, who is your preference, um, to get as a coach? Uh, if I had to pick, I'd pick Brian Dable, the uh, okay. coordinator of the Bills, because it's it's twofold. Like one, he made Josh Allen go from awful last year to good this year, and like a lot borderline of borderline MVP Allen, so can't take away his. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and like, like I you're cannot also think hurting of another example opponent. of a player that's taken the kind of jump that Josh Allen has. Dude, and uh, like when you legitimately Absolutely. say like he's MVP level, like it's 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 him, Rogers, Mahomes right now. Probably is the top three. You can argue if I Wilson's mean, in there. Russ, Russ was earlier in the year, yeah, but, but he's, then he's, he's tapered he's off. Tapered off. So yeah, um, yeah. I would say Campbell and Fitz are my number one and two. Uh, I think Dable is my three. I, I really like him in Wink, but I do prefer the offensive guy. And like you said, especially with the guy in field in fields, if you do bring him in, who has sim- who had similar problems to Josh Allen. Um, in college and even in his first and second year in the NFL are pretty similar to a Josh Allen. So to bring in a guy who fixed Josh Allen and make him what he is today and Fields, who is, is undoubtedly a higher prospect, a higher rated prospect than Josh Allen is to bring in Dable, uh, I think would be absolutely fantastic. So that's like my, probably my number one coordinator type guy who I want to come in. Um, again, I want the, the, the Fitzgeralds and the Campbells more, but uh, number three on my list is not a bad spot to be like, there's a, there's a decent amount of good options um, on the table right now. So I, I definitely agree with you about uh, and Dable. the thing, the thing with Dable that you don't have to worry about with Brady is that Dable has been in the league for a long time. So you have to imagine that he has mm-hmm. a lot more connections and let's not forget that before Dable went to Buffalo, he was in new England learning under Belichick. Right. So he learned from, he's that. been under two good head coaches mm-hmm. in Belichick and McDermott. So this guy, you know, he's got he's gotten to observe in different circumstances really good head coaches doing some things. So Dable to me would be a pretty pretty sexy hire in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not saying it's what I prefer the most, but uh, you give me Dable over any of these defensive names. Or offensive names too. I'm taking him as my number one offensive guy too. I'm taking him over Bianami. I'm taking him over Brady. I, I just think he's yeah. He's I think I think he's a deal. lot less riskier because. Than Brady. Brady's sexy. Brady's very sexy, but it's definitely less riskier for sure. Yeah. Um, Alex, any, any, anything else you want to add? Appreciate the call for sure. 
Um, yeah, like, quick question. Uh, do you guys really like Justin Fields that much? Like, uh, from what I've seen, well, from like I, I've listened like Colin Coward and other people talk about it, and they oh, bring yeah. up this point listen, where oh, listen, stop. I'm gonna tell you, Alex. The, now, Alex, I'm gonna interrupt you right here, especially if you're a new caller or a new listener to the show, and you bring up names like Colin Coward. The guy couldn't tell you what a cover two defense is, and 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 what guys' responsibilities <laughs> are. So, if you're listening to him for his football opinion because he hears it from other from other people and it's, and it's just recycled shit, do not listen to those people. There's so many better people on Twitter. There's so many better Jets fans that you could follow. Uh, Coward knows absolutely nothing, and his job mm-hmm. is. To to stir people up and to get reactions. So he gets ratings. Do not listen to idiots like that. Michael K, all those guys, they don't know shit about football. They, they literally know nothing. So that's that I'm going to interrupt you with before you even finish. I don't care what he said. Um, Fields is a higher, high, a high rated prospect for a reason. I, I think he has a pretty high ceiling, um, a little bit lower of a floor than Wilson, in my opinion, uh, because he can have that one read tendency, the, the, the tendency to drop his eyes to panic a little bit. So if he, and especially with the talent around him in Ohio state, like beating up on teams like Rutgers, great. Um, so can he do the NFL? It's a question, but if you have the right coach and like you're saying, if you bring in a, a, a dabble and, and that's your guy, um, or Dable, then that is fantastic for Fields because, like I said, he shares similar issues too with Josh Allen. So he he is a very high highly rated prospect for a reason. And please stop listening to Colin Coward. <laughs> I got you. I got yeah. you. That, that's a good point. And I'm I'm really excited to hear you like break down his tape or or whatever you're gonna do later I'm, on. I'm uh, telling you right now, there's gonna, there's gonna be there's gonna be too much. There's gonna be I'm gonna, there's gonna be at least four hours of me breaking down arm slots and hips and and like a. a the hell is that like different, th- different throwing motions. There's going to be so much shit that we get into. It's going to be almost annoying. So um, I appreciate the call, Alex. And uh, hopefully we hear from you again soon. Thank you. Cool. Um, okay. Next caller. And then I think, uh, okay, let's see. Jets receiving core. I think this person wants to talk about, I didn't get, I didn't get a name. I think it's Eric. Uh, Eric, if that is your name, what's up? Uh, yeah. Can you guys hear me? It is Eric. Yes, yeah. yes, we can hear you. Yeah, so I'm just calling about the uh, current state of the receiving core, I guess, uh, okay. especially if you're going to bring in a younger quarterback. Um, similar to what the Bills did with Josh Allen loading up the offense. Uh, okay. I think I think we're probably missing, uh, like, one guy. I know you're really high on Mims and mm-hmm. can view him as a one in the future. Yeah. Um, but this year's free agency, there's a lot of receivers that <clears throat> have been productive this year. And obviously teams are struggling with cap space. So I was just wondering on what you would do if you had the choice. Go ahead, Kyle. In terms of what I'm doing in free agency at receiver? Is, is, is that I, either question? addressing it in free agency or the draft. Uh, well, I'm definitely looking to draft at least one receiver, and I'm definitely looking to sign at least one receiver too. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know uh, how much you were listening to us, but earlier I said this, and I'll, I'll say it again because I really strongly believe in it. My opinion: If I'm Joe Douglas, there's no way in hell that I'm not taking a quarterback at two. Now, who is that at that point? I don't know yet. I need to watch a lot more of them before I spout off opinions. Uh, this is one thing that kind of bothers me is that some people already have very strong opinions on who their guy is. Oh, I'm a Wilson guy. Oh, I'm a Fields guy. How do you know? Have you watched all their games yet? I mean, like, I don't know how you could. You, you Bro, could I watched that on one, one game against Clemson that one time. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how, I, I don't know who that guy is going to be yet for me. And this is also why I'm going to watch Lance to give him his fair shake. Uh, but the thing that I said earlier is, 
you don't want to make the same mistake with Darnold. The Jets did a terrible job. And it, it, listen, you had to give up so many assets to move up to get him. So that's part of the problem. But then you also, you didn't do enough to sign other free agents. And some of the guys you did draft didn't pan out. But for me, if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm taking the quarterback at two. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing in free agency is I'm looking to sign a big, big, big time offensive lineman. I'm going after one of these top two guards, sure for Tooney, preferably Tooney because of injury mm-hmm. history and he's a little younger. Um, and probably even a little bit better too, in my opinion. Um, and I'm I'm definitely looking to sign a receiver. Now there's some pretty good names out there. This is as far as receivers can go, it's the best that I what can are your, remember. What are your top three? Definitely Allen Robinson's one. Definitely. Okay. The only, the only, the only issue I have with him is, and I know he can do many things, but to me, his biggest skill set is still going up to get the ball vertically, which happens to be Mims's best yeah. skill set. And I want, I want receivers that can do different things. So um, that's my one issue with that. Uh, I kind of like Godwin. Is Godwin going to shake free? Or are they going to franchise him? Who the hell knows? Um, I, I, I like Galladay too. He's also a big body type receiver, so he's also kind of similar to Mims in that regard. But I'm looking to sign at least one of these guys too. Yeah. All right. Um, and then you listen, you're gonna have an early second round pick and a late first round pick. And maybe you take that late first round pick and you trade back, and then that that makes you have two early twos, and then you got a three. I mean, you can draft one or two receivers pretty early in this draft, too. My point is this. I'm looking to totally load up on offense, especially the draft. You don't want to just draft based on me. That's, that's always a recipe for disaster, mm-hmm. but in free agency, free agency is always more of a needs based approach. You sign free agents for things, holes that you need to fill. So for me, I'm about developing my young quarterback. So if I spend all of my free agent money on offense and don't give a shit about defense, I'm fine with that. Because it's not really about winning this year. It's about helping the young quarterback developing, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, yeah, Robinson's probably the one. Uh, Godwin, Galladay, those guys. I'm definitely looking to sign one of those. Again, uh, anything that's going to help the new quarterback coming in, I, I want to heavily spend, even overspend on those positions. I really don't care at this point because they need to be set up for success like Sam Darnold was not, um, especially in his first two years. So one of those guys, like you said, one of the guards, but just talking receivers, one of those top five, um, top four, whatever it is. It's like, it's like Galladay, Godwin, Robinson, uh, I'm not a big fan of Juju, um, to be completely honest, you know, especially like the, the slot stuff, especially with his, uh, with having Jameson Crowder. It's a, it's a little bit redundant, even though he's a little bit different of a player than Josh, uh, than, uh, Jameson Crowder. But, um, it also depends on the coach. If they're going to run a lot of spread stuff, then you have two slots, you know, that's, that's completely fine. So that, that depends a lot. Um, but bringing in one of the bigger free agents and then in the top three rounds, uh, you, you draft a wide receiver. Obviously if it falls like perfectly, you get Robinson in the second, the, the, the second round pick at 34, you get a lava, you know, for Josh Justin Fields, if you draft him like that, would be perfect, you know. And Wyatt Davis is the freaking the second first round pick. Like we could Dude, imagine all that stuff. Alave, but- I'm telling you, Alave pops on the film, bro. The first time I ever watched Justin Fields, I was like, who the hell is this guy who keeps catching balls? Yeah, yeah. So um, those are some of the guys I, I like, but I think they're going to double up at the receiver position. I don't think you want to screw around with it, especially if you have injuries, whatever it may be. They probably let Perriman walk, and then you're looking at a hopefully a, a wide receiver core next year of a top top three round pick um at wide receiver and Allen Robinson, Galladay, Godwin, um, Crowder. And that and that's pretty much your core with Mims, you know. So that's that's what I'm thinking they'll Dude, do, I but Crowder, I could be man. I could be wrong. So uh any anything else um from you, Eric? 
Yeah. Um, I know you love Mims, so I was mm-hmm. just wondering if you saw him destroy Denzel Ward on the double move and then Sam completely miss him. Yeah. And how dude, that made you feel. Dude, I, like, like I said, plenty of these guys are getting open <laughs> versus, versus these teams, and that's why the, the, the stat humpers out there will say, oh, well, well, Mims had you know zero catches or one catch this game or two catches this game or whatever it is, and they say, oh, he had such a bad game um, because he didn't get the stat. But if the quarter, especially receiver, is such a reliant position on what's around you. So if the quarterback doesn't see if the offense isn't um, you know kind of uh, elevating your game and, and you're not getting targeted, then yeah, you can't have good stats as a receiver. That's why Perryman, I argued a lot about like people said oh he, he dropped all these balls last couple of weeks one couple of them were great plays by Denzel Ward and yeah he, he might have geared down whatever it may be um for one of the balls but uh Perryman in with the Bucks a lot of people didn't watch those first 10 games of what he was actually doing and uh, with a lot of those plays in those games he was a fourth read because you had guys like Godwin Evans I've spoken about those before and there was plays where he burned Darius Slay and he could have had an 85 yard touchdown on on, on a on a nine route so is it his fault that the, that the quarterback did not target him like is that is that his fault? So I'm much more about process versus results. I'm gonna say 95% of fans are results stats, um, where the process to me is so much more important. So a lot of guys watch broadcasts and, and Google stats, and they don't really know how effective guys are because stats are so fluky. They they really are. So um, yeah, I don't know what you asked, but that's 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 my opinion. I, I go in a little weird ways, but um, anything anything I, else way, uh, before? Oh, way. sorry. You you mentioned stats earlier, and yeah. and you said that they pretty much you know they could be so misleading and things like this. And then you said except for Nania, which I agree. And I asked Nania, Nania watches film. That's, yeah, that's I know he does. I know he does. And I asked him a stats question yesterday because I knew he'd be the guy. And I was like, listen, I watched three years of Darnold. Darnold is awful, and one of the areas that he's so bad in is in the red zone. So I said, what are Darnold's career? you know, turnovers in the red zone. So Nania, he's like, I'll look it up. And he got, sure enough, he got back to me today. And he said, Darnold has 28 touchdowns to, uh, to six touchdown to interception ratio in the red zone, which is 4.7 touchdowns for every one turnover. And he said, that's way below the NFL average since 2018, which is 10.3 to one. So the average is 10.3 to one Darnold that is 4.7. So Darnold is turning it over in the red zone. For his entire career, and we're talking even pre-Gase, way above league average. So that's a good stat right there, in my opinion, because you can't be turning the ball over in the red zone. When you turn the ball over in the red zone, you're not even getting yourself a field goal. Dude, the, the, we we have so much film, and I have so much film on the computer. If you want me to just make a – I'll, I'll send – hundred plays to Nanya and he could, uh, he has a lot more to do other than this, but we could put together a highlight film of just completely missed plays from Darnley. If people really need to see that, like it's just, it, it's so obvious on film. Um, that's why I try to break it down. But um, Eric, anything else before we jump into some other topics? Definitely appreciate the call. I don't know if this is your first time calling, but if so, I definitely appreciate it. It is. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate you taking it. Thanks. Yeah, hopefully Eric. you're calling in too, man. Thank you. Uh, Ad, I see. I still see Adam Gase in the chat. I believe he said before that there's a Knicks game on at 7:30, so he he was going to drop off at 7:30. Um, but he's still in here, so I, I appreciate you, Adam Gase. We have a ton of questions in here, uh, which if you if you ask him whatever super chat, I can definitely see him. But surprise, um, Gase is still a Knicks fan after he just got fired by a New York team. Yeah. Uh, Dark said that he's not, he thinks Al Robinson's not a number one. I think you're crazy. Um, oh, somebody somebody asked well, what's Dabo, his Dabo argument? Sweeney. What's his argument for that? I don't know. Sweeney's uh, not leaving college. Sweeney's you're not, not gonna, leaving college. And then somebody asked us. Here, to, here's the, here's the, the difference between Fitzgerald and Campbell and some of these other big. Fitzgerald and Campbell are at small time college programs. Sweeney's at a big time college program. Yeah. 
the, the only the only good upside that I have seen from it, like let's say you don't if you're at a big time college program like Nick Saban or Davo Sweeney, you're making NFL money anyway. Yeah. And you're you're winning year in, year out. You it's gonna be much more easy to consistently win. The only upside I can see is you don't have to spend time recruiting. That's yeah, the only the, upside I could see. I, I don't, uh, he hasn't been mentioned leaving, so I don't think he will. I think there's been some rumors with Pat Fitzgerald. I think it's Pat Fitzgerald. There's, there's some talk about there being a new athletic director or something like that. So if you can, like, if mm. you really, if you really kind of throw the, throw all the money at him, like he, you have to really entice him to leave, but he might, but we'll see. Like they, I would predict by at least two weeks, they'll have their answer. And then, um, you, you just give me a little bit of time. And I know there's like, there was 300 people in here. There's still 240. I appreciate all the 240 of you. If if half of you actually watch the shows, uh, I appreciate that. But the breakdowns will be extensive on these guys. Um, some people asked us, uh, let's see, um, to rank the head coaching spots. Uh, and they mentioned specifically, um, well, we know them. The Texans, the Texans, Falcons, Jags, Lions, I would have ranked the Jags a lot higher before we saw what Shad Khan said today. So, what's your order? What if you if you had to pick? If you were a brand new head coach and you're going to the Texans, NFL, Texans one. So Texans, they all, yeah. There's 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 problems with all of them. Um, the Texans in terms of them not having any cap space, but you have the quarterback. I I probably and he's young. He's so young. I would probably it's not like say, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, who Aaron Rodgers is on the late stages of his career. I might say. Um, Chargers, Texans at one, two. I would probably say the the Jags at three, I guess, but the Jets might be three, honestly, because if you're having if you're having, if you're having Khan come out and say that he's taking control of the roster and like he's he's the he's the final say of the roster, like he was like I pretty mean, firm he, in it. I, I'm not listen, Khan spent most of his life in Pakistan. Like I know he's been owner of a football team for a while, but like you know, I'll yeah. be honest. Pakistan is not a big thing. Uh, football is not a big thing in Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, so many, many Pakistani friends. Shadow asked if there's a special teams coordinator that we have looked into as a head coach. Not none that I've heard of. I haven't heard any guys. Uh, people talk about Perryman. Perryman is uh, bad in traffic. Perryman's actually pretty good in contested catches. Uh, um, again, the the one play like people are like, oh, he dropped it. Denzel Ward made a ridiculous play on that ball. Like that was Denzel Ward having a better yeah. defensive oh, play yeah. than Perryman having a bad offensive play. It was an elite defensive player to get his hand in there. Like he was trying to pull the ball back and everything, and he just got his hand in there. It is, it is what it is. Um, let's see if there's anything. Okay, so there's, we have another caller uh, that just says uh, Trey Lance. So let's talk to Giuseppe. I think it is. I think Giuseppe. Giuseppe, uh, what's up? Can you hear us? It's Pete. It's, it's Pete. <laughs> it's What's Pete. Up, guys? Okay. Uh, that, I don't know how yeah. it got yeah, it's Giuseppe out of Pete. <laughs> per, oh, I know. Is this, yeah, is this up, Pete, Pete uh, Fre- Yeah, Pete Friend. Okay. You're the guy who yeah. uh, commented on one of my YouTube videos and said to watch the Trey Lansing with Mark Schofield. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I I think I watched that. There's something that I definitely disagree with um, about with what they were saying in in terms of like some of the throws he was making that were so good and things like that. There's just a lot more that I saw with Justin Fields and and Zach Wilson in terms of what they put on a film. Like if that was their best examples of great film from Trey Lance, then then fine. Um, I will evaluate him myself. I have not yet. Um, but in terms of him being an option versus the Justin Fields and the Zach Wilsons of the world right now, no. 
um, because of, again, he's a, he's a guy who definitely likes to run. And just in terms of his, his starts and his lack of experience at a, obviously a lower tier school definitely scares me because you can be that one year wonder type guy and then completely fizzle out like plenty of have. So I think he's a high risk guy to me, um, where, where fields and Wilson are a little bit more proven, um, and a little bit more, have a little bit more experience. So uh, Trey Lance is not my number one option, but I know, I know you do uh, like him a lot. I know you watch all the, all, most of the videos at least. So I will have a breakdown of him for sure. I'm not just going to kind of brush him to the side. So yeah, for sure. I asked you that question earlier and you didn't make it sound like it was a certainty. A certainty. I'll do it for Pete. I won't do it for you. Oh, well, screw you then. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, any other thought? What, what are your, so what are your, I know, I know you said you watched some videos. So what is it? Is that like a guy you want to take at two or are you trading down? Like, what do you, um, it's, I feel about him like the same way Kyle feels about Joe Brady almost. Uh, it's, it excites me because he, he, I think his, his upside is really high mm-hmm. compared to, uh, like Zach Wilson. Um, okay. So if it's, do you, do you, do you um, prefer um, him even over fields? <laughs> I actually think his I, I still I still think his floor is higher than Fields just based on the offense he was in. More pro okay. style out of uh North Dakota State. Yeah, um, I'll, again, that's something I'll have to watch. And also I'll continue. Yeah. Sorry. And uh I no, it's all right. Uh I just wanted to ask, uh, do you think the fact that Joe Douglas was uh on the Eagles when they picked uh Carson Wentz from the same school, do you think that has any effect on no, I, thinking, I, 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 I don't. Maybe he has, maybe he has some connections there that he could speak to, but a lot of the scouts have connections. Like, again, we, we need to crush like, and it's not directed at you, Pete, and you know that. Um, but like the same quarterback from the same schools, like we'll hear the arguments of, Oh, fields is Haskins. Why? Because they're, they, they're both African-American. They went to freaking to, to Ohio state or, Oh, Sam Darnold <laughs> is Mark Sanchez or Carson Palmer Dude. or, Hey, no, hold on. Hold on, Kyle. Quarterbacks, there's there's not a lot of successful (laughs) quarterbacks who come from Ohio State. Guess what? Drew Brees came from Purdue. What other successful quarterbacks came from Purdue? Mahomes. You can't take Mahomes. There's not a lot of guys who are successful from Texas Tech. Like, and and the examples go on and on and on. Tom Brady. Like, there's so name a a school who has produced two elite quarterbacks, Mississippi State. Like all of these schools, you can't just say, oh, this this school doesn't produce quarterbacks. It's the dumbest possible thing you could say. Um, and Pete, again, that is not directed at this at all. You're talking about connections from Douglas to that school, um, which yeah, he might he might have some inside knowledge of of him. And I agree that his ceiling is really high. It's he, he's kind of like maybe a, a good comparison is like he's like the Joe Brady of quarterbacks, where like he's a high ceiling guy, but a low floor type of guy because he's not proven enough to me. Where guys like Fields and and Wilson are a little bit more proven. So I, I don't think he's a terrible option. I just don't think he's an option at two yet. But again, I will preface that by saying that I have not watched him um, extensively on my own film breakdowns. Um, a, a five, 10, 15, 20 minute video does not do it for me because there's a lot more that people do not show. People tend to put better plays into film without evaluating the bad plays. It happens a lot um, because that gains more popularity in my opinion, but um, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll have at least maybe it won't be 154, six, four to six hour review. Like I'll have on Justin Fields, maybe an hour or two one, um, depending on what I see. But um, is there anything else? Or I don't, I don't know if I even answered your question. I want to chime in on the whole Ohio state uh, quarterback thing for a moment, if I may. Good. Yeah, Justin Fields and Dwayne Haskins are not even in the same stratosphere as an athlete. Dude, just look at a picture of Justin Fields' legs oh, yeah. versus Dwayne Haskins' legs. Haskins has got some of the skinniest legs I've ever seen. 
he, the dude can't move. Justin Fields can move. Justin Fields has a significantly better arm than Dwayne Haskins has. And if you want to go stats for a moment, Mike Renner, a PFF guy, he put out the amount of air yards that Justin Fields had in his career versus that of Haskins. Mm-hmm. It's night and day in that regard too. So they're not even the same athlete. The stats don't bear it out. Listen, it's not a, it's not a good comparison. Like I, I, I can, I mean, there's a little something to that point, but you're talking one is a way better athlete, bro. Uh, I, I will they, say they that used, Ohio, they wore, they wore the State, same Jersey though. They wore the same Jersey though. Ohio the same State, colors. Ohio state does make things easy for fields. I can say that like, Early on, when I was watching some of his 2019 tape, I was like, yeah, this guy, I don't ever see him having to be challenged, (laughs) right? So that is one, it's something that's concerning and something that we should take into account, but he's not, they're not even the same athlete at all. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Pete? Definitely appreciate you calling in. I know you've been a a supporter of the channel for for quite a bit, so I, I definitely appreciate you. No, I'm. Uh, that's it. You guys answered my questions. Thanks. Yep, I'll have that Trey Lance video out for you in a couple of months, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right. Um. Yeah. Some people talking about. I see some people in the chat talking about uh, Kyle, Kyle Trask. Trask. Why did you not watch his most recent game? He was dreadful. Absolutely. Oh, his receivers weren't there. Okay, doesn't mean you should throw a retro defender. Like he was bad. Um, not a fan of that. Lance only has 335 career pass attempts from, from Seamus, Seamus, whatever the hell it is. Um, not to, I don't know how to pronounce that. I agree. That's, that's a, that's a big reason I'm not into, uh, into that draft pick. Okay. We have another caller, uh, probably cut off calls after this one. I think, um, just because we have to get into some other topics, but, um, Matt and talking about Wilson or fields. Uh, what's up, Matt? What's up? How's it going, guys? Hey, Matt. Um, I just wanted to state that um, Wilson and Fields actually played the same amount of ranked schools this year. Okay. And um, I'm just really big on Wilson, so I just wanted to see what you guys had to say about that. Well, yeah. uh, one thing that comes off the top of my head is that Fields didn't play that many games because of the whole reduced COVID schedule. No, and, oh, you're and, right. That's true. Yeah, the... So a lot of people in the chat, and I've seen it before, that people are talking about, um, you know, Wilson and and his and his the town he played against and all this stuff in the conference and blah 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 blah. Um, a lot of what I'm seeing um, from him is translatable to the NFL. Um, the the window throws he's 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 making, um, the leverage that he, yeah. that he's reading, um, the fact of him looking off safeties, um, things like that. So I, I and again, there's a lot more I'm gonna get into. That's super super basic. Um, I think that it's not an overly big concern. Like he's just playing an offense where everybody's wide open all the time, which to a certain extent, yeah, there's guys open. There are plays you'll see highlights of him, which you should just completely trash of, of him standing in the pocket for 10 seconds, looking for a receiver to come open. He hits a receiver. Like, great. That's not gonna happen in the NFL. So there's certain plays yeah. you have to throw out, but at the, at, at the same time with that, there's plenty that I saw. And again, over the hundred plays I, I recorded and over probably a thousand I've watched already of him that were plenty translatable to, to the NFL level. So uh, I'm really high on Wilson too. And if I had to choose one right now, Wilson or fields, it is Wilson for me. Um, I, I like his brand a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think agree. he's, I, I think he's a little bit more consistent from a snap to snap basis where, where fields makes some mind numbing mistakes that I do not like um, again, high, higher, higher ceiling, lower floor, in my opinion, for a guy like, uh, like fields, but 
again, a lot comes to that Bama game and and who the coach is, things like that. But oh, I'm so excited for that game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Matt, yeah, I I, I, I agree with you. It's not it's not just oh he played in a bad conference, he played bad teams, he's terrible. Like okay, but if he's fitting a ball into a, to a to a three yard window, reading leverage, reading um reading defenses, things like that, like that's translatable. Like not every throw in the NFL is in exactly. an inch window. Like there are things, there are plenty of things that are translatable. Somebody asked in the, in the chat about the comparison to Aaron Rodgers that somebody made. Um, Aaron Rodgers is obviously one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. I, I think when Jeremiah was com- was comparing him to Rodgers, it's the ability to throw off platform. It's the ability to throw a ball 50 yards with a flick of the wrist. So I, I see that aspect of it. But um, Rodgers is also mm. a guy who historically throws like four picks a year because he's so damn good at just not putting the ball in, in so dangerous situations. He's a very unique player. Where he's like a gunslinger but a smart one at the same time where wilson he has he has the issue of one he's a little bit too small in my opinion he needs to put on some muscle just for um his ability to stay healthy he also tends to just chuck the ball up in, into situations where he shouldn't if there's nothing else open so he needs to learn to check the ball out take a sack throw the ball out of bounds whatever mm-hmm. it may be so there are issues he has but um in terms of like his competition it's not something i'm overly concerned about yeah would i like to see him play against alabama and perform against them yes but that's not the situation he's in uh you just gotta kind of know how to watch it, mm-hmm. but, uh, which I'll have breakdowns of all that shit anyway. So, uh, Matt, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, I want to say something before Matt. Yeah, actually, just one more thing. Oh, yeah, oh. I just don't. I see a lot of people saying um, it's going to be the Watson Trubisky situation all over again if we picked Wilson. But I just that's not even, that's not true. Based, at all. Yeah, but listen, like like this is all you say based on what? And the people are say, oh, the, uh, 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 because uh, they have nothing to base that on. That's that's Dude, that's I, garbage. I'm, so, I, I'm sorry. Like Trubisky showed some things in college uh-huh. that were nice, but like Wilson's big time plays are like you you did not see that stuff from yeah, Trubisky even- like pretty much ever. Like Trubisky was a pretty athletic guy uh-huh. and stuff, and he tested well at the combine. He I think he even ran a faster forty than Deshaun at the combine. So that was part of the reason he was hyped up a little bit, but his tape didn't look uh, anything like Wilson's. I'm sorry. And one of the yeah, things I want to say about Rodgers too, I really didn't see anything. Rodgers is so unique. And there's a reason why Rodgers slipped to 24 in the draft. And one thing I want to say about Rodgers too, you know, him sitting the bench, I think did him so much good, which goes back to my Teddy Bridgewater point. But if you notice Ted Wynn did a fascinating video a couple of years ago, uh, Ted Wynn is uh, FB underscore film analysis on Twitter. Many of you guys who m- probably know who he is got a big following. He interviewed uh, head coach Dub Maddox, uh, who, who does a lot of work with quarterbacks and stuff. And they showed like tape of like early Rogers, like, and like, I think maybe even college Rogers. He was able to, uh, Rogers has one of the quickest deliveries in the NFL. And he was able to, mm-hmm make his delivery so much quicker as his career progressed. It's insane. I don't, I don't really see much quarterbacks ever being able to do that. And that's one of the reasons why he's so great. So Rogers is a very unique player. I haven't, I haven't watched Wilson enough to even say if I could even see any of that in his game yet. It's the, it's the quick release. It's the arm angles. It's the, it's the, it's the fluid movement in the pocket. Like I, I, I get some of the yeah, comparisons the with that. It's the weird throws. Yeah. He, his ability to, to, to shuffle, 
um, not be able to set his feet, not get pointed, not get square, and and fire balls from all different arm angles, all different. Um, a lot of people think it's just arm angles. No, it's about you know a lot of throws is your feet and 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 the, the force you generate from the ground through your hips and rotate into that whipping motion. Like he has the ability to not necessarily need that to deliver ball accurately. So a lot of things that are interesting with him um, in terms of that. But again, he has some gunslinger mentality type stuff. But um, but there's a lot we'll get into with the offseason with that. But uh, Matt, we appreciate the call and hopefully you uh, call in again soon. Yep, sounds good. And lastly, before I go, I just wanted to yeah. say that if we do Jeff Fields, I'll still be ecstatic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I'm for sure. You, I'm with mm-hmm. you. Either one of them, I'm, I'm good with. I, I get either right. one. I'm not going to be angry at either one. Yeah, exactly. All right, be good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, it all depends. Like, listen, if they if they bring in if they bring in, uh, um, Dabble, you know, Dable, whatever the hell it is. I'm I'm ecstatic with with Justin Fields. It depends. Like if they have a guy who's more of like a play action type guy, more um kind of uh leveled concepts, like more more complex things, you know, instead of half field reads RPOs, like then I'll be a little bit more concerned depending on his his flexibility to to bend his offense around fields. Um it it all depends on who the coordinator is. That it really that's it's going to be huge. Um one more, I'm going to take one more. Uh sh- this is probably Charmin. Uh, it says Sherman Hood, so I think it's Charmin. Uh, Sherman, what's up? What's up, Joe? How you doing? Hey, Hi, Joe, what's Good to hear from you. How you doing, Charmin? Yeah, man. I I literally quit Joe. I used to follow Joe, like, and everything he wrote and posted on Twitter for a long time. <laughs> it's yep. been a while, man. Um, yeah. Uh, a, a little bit about about Fields, man. Um, I know everybody's high on him right now. Um, one of the one of like my challenges is that I know the Ohio State scheme kind of makes quarterbacks look a little bit uh, better um, mm-hmm. than they normally than you know than normally do. Um, what what is what is some of the things that for you that sticks out about Fields that really like sells him? Do you want to go through my list? <laughs> Um, let's see. You don't have um, to go through your whole list. No, dude. No, listen, Joe, like, you, you, you should, Joe, because this is what separates you from a lot of other jet shows that are talking about this crap. Like some, okay. So some of the stuff, and this is not, and listen, this, true. these, this is like, this listen, is a lot of these jet shows right now. They're going to be talking about Justin Fields. Oh, he's great. Did you see him on the next flick show where he's talking about milfs and stuff? Did you see like, that run? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like, this is some of the stuff that I, that I have, um, and these are again. I'm I'm still like not necessarily early into my evaluation, but I got to clean a lot of stuff up. But like some of the rough drafts of the strengths I have for him, uh, obviously athleticism, good arm, great great runner, throwing mechanics. His weight transfer is really good. Um, between his back and his front foot, he gets his hallway pointed. Um, pocket feel awareness, even though he does take some sacks. Um, in general, it's decent. He just he needs to learn when to chuck the ball away. Uh, zip on ball can make something out of nothing. Throw on the run. Uh, his his transitional footwork is is good. Um, willing to take a hit while uh, while throwing. Drives his front foot. Acceleration. Lateral athleticism. Strong runner. Uh, power. Contact balance. Um, Off platform throws. He drives his hips really hard. Really creating a lot of whip on the ball. Um, strong front leg that's also has good bend to it. You don't really see him extended. And when you extend the front leg, you don't allow your back hip to come through and you don't allow your back hip to come through. Your weight transfer is not good and it affects your arm angle. Uh, good in terms of keeping his front arm tight. There's, 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 uh, more on here. Let's say a powerful lower body hips. Um, first Clemson, the big, you obviously saw, you know, him in a big spot zip going through reads, the deep ball accuracy, the decision-making tight window throws, 
um, smooth when when moving through pocket, uh, flashing of reading defenses, uh, going through reads. Like there's there, there's more. Um, that's some of the notes that I have right <laughs> now. Uh, um, I don't know if that answers some of your questions. There's there's a good amount. Like yeah, there's going to be yeah, a bad player too. Yeah, but. that really that really answered a lot of it for me, man. Um, <laughs> because I was more of a I definitely was more of a Wilson guy. Um, um, but he definitely. Oh, I like a lot of, of Wilson uh, too. Me trust me. My, yeah, I I really started paying attention to fields after what I watched. Um, mm-hmm. So so I was just wondering why I should watch more. You know, maybe you know maybe you pointed you just pointed me to why I should watch more. The ceiling. It's 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 the ceiling of fields where if you you know like like people say like that that Wilson comparison. You know that that Carson Wentz when he was good comparison. The Deshaun Watson like those playmaker type players. Like he has that in him. Um, so if you could build him up to be that, and if you could, do I ever think he's going to be a guy who's going to read both sides of the field and go through reads consistently? Um, would I bank on it? No, but if you can cut the field in half and, and take advantage of, of his running ability with some RPOs and read options, um, that extra threat is really hard for defenses to account for. Like that's, an, you know, teams typically when they're scheming, don't account for the quarterback if they can't run and the NFL is transitioning into the NFL, uh, being that type of league, and and Wilson is a runner. He's a, he's a quarterback who can run, but nowhere to the level of Fields. Um, if Wilson, uh, Fields has that complete other dimension that Wilson does think not F- possess. Fields are running a forty. You think he'd be like a low four five? Uh, yeah, probably, probably like mid four five, uh, low four five, which is like a you know a running back in the NFL. Like that's that's a fine speed. Um, the acceleration, the contact balance, uh, the way he sees lanes. Like he he. Now there are times like in the Clemson game where. And I get it's in a big spot, and you're running for the hit. first down where he got absolutely drilled. Like, yeah, let's let's slide there, you know. Yeah, I've seen but, that too. But then again, at the same time, like that could be a negative where slide. But at the same time, okay, it's it was it fourth down or third down. You know, you're going for the first down. You're playing to get to the national championship. That also shows grit. And then yep. obviously, him coming back with most likely at least bruised ribs, if not broken ribs, and throwing another three, four touchdown passes while wincing, um, taking away his running ability was that that was an elite game from him. Like that, it just is against against one of the best schools in the nation. So, um, he has a absurdly high ceiling. That that's why to look into him and among the other twenty traits I, I mentioned. So, yeah, and maybe, <laughs> and, and I wonder, like Josh Allen is, because Josh Allen was all about his ceiling when you drafted him, right? What he could be, and the the scary thing for us Jets fans is. Josh Allen is approaching that ceiling and we're seeing it week after week after week. But I almost, Mm. I almost kind of think does fields have a higher ceiling than Allen because fields is definitely a better runner than Allen. I mean, Allen, sure. I'll take Allen on a quarterback power more because he's bigger, but just from a running on a down to down basis fields is a better runner than Allen. And Allen is, uh, is a great running quarterback. Uh, Now fields does not have as strong as an arm as Allen, he definitely has a more consistent deep ball Dude. and things like that. So like, like this ball I, I almost, that I'm putting up I here, 61 yards off platform. Like this is, this is absurd. Like that's, that's, this is plenty of arm strength. Like you don't need much more than that. Yeah. So I almost think that like, based on the two things I said that, that fields probably I think has a higher ceiling than Allen. I think it's similar. Cause I, I, I think like, I think Fields has proven more in college than definitely Allen has. has a lower floor. I, I think floor. I, well, well, well. Now that we know what Allen is, yeah, for sure. Um, but coming out of out of college, I would say no. But the thing is, like, 
with uh, Fields versus, versus Allen. Like, yeah, their running ability. Allen's a guy who's bigger than Fields and I think can, is, is more of like a physical specimen in terms of like standing in the pocket, taking hits, like breaking crazy sacks where where Fields might have more of athletic ability and speed than, than Allen does. So they're both <clears throat> great runners just in different ways, you know? So um, I would say their ceiling is, is pretty similar, um, but relatively like that's a high freaking ceiling. Like if, if Fields reaches his ceiling with a good coach, like, Dude, the Jets are set, bro. Like that's you know. So, um, where Wilson enjoy, has a high we'll be ceiling, enjoying a lot of Sundays for many years. If that's the <laughs> yeah. So, let's, uh, let's hope so. Uh, Sean, is there anything else you want to uh, to add? Yeah, there, there was one. There was one more thing because it's um, because I think we're set on the the, um, the choices at QB. I think, um, okay. in my opinion, anyway, between uh, Fields and uh, Wilson at mm-hmm. number two. Um, coaching, like you said, on 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 field side, you would like more of a, a spread offense type yeah. uh, coach, offensive offensively wise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on Wilson's side, is there anybody that you you think uh, that would definitely be a good pairing for him? In terms of in terms of Wilson, you said yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Again, so I don't I don't like to just throw stuff out there. Um, I don't know a ton about like what the other guys run in terms of like, is it more play action? Is it more leveled concepts? Like I'm not necessarily sure. That's why I'm going to have to break down their offenses. I just know for the guys for fields in terms of like, you know, the, 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 uh, Dable out there or whatever, how, how I always freaking pronounce that wrong. Um, the spread guys I, I've identified, I haven't identified the guy. Cause I think, I think Wilson for, for me, it's been a more of a focus on, on fields of who could fit him because I think Wilson's a little bit more scheme diverse. Like I think Wilson could pretty much run anything now, obviously in, in the go. offense that, that Wilson's going to run, <clears throat> do you want it as much read option? Like RPO is fine. RPO is RPO read options, read option. They're two different. They're, they're, they're completely different. Um, fields can run a lot more read option. Do I want Obviously, any quarterback running it too much, no, because I'm worried about injuries. I think Wilson, you could mix it in a little bit. He's a he's a good athlete, but like, listen, he's gonna it's it, the the athleticism is gonna be a little bit diminished as he comes to the NFL level. It's a lot different than playing at BYU, where Fields, I think it really translates. Where he'll be one of the best athletes. Where uh, Wilson is a good athlete and a functional athlete, but nowhere to the level of Fields is. But I think he's also more. Uh, scheme diverse with the offense he runs. So it's not something I've necessarily even like looked into with, with him and, and, and offense I prefer. Um, but that stuff will all be, as, as you said, you, you follow the channel. So you'll be, uh, you know, uh, you'll be watching, I'm sure those breakdowns. So. Yes, I will. Thank you guys. As always. All right, Charmin, you have a good one. All righty. Um, okay. So returning him. Okay. We're going to run through some of the topics. Let's see the check the chat. Oh, Pete Frenna, uh, super chat. Got to answer it. Uh, how do these quarterbacks rank? If you put pre-draft Donald in there, um, it's probably an unfair thing to ask you right now because you still to, have to watch tons more film on them. Yeah. I got to say, I had to watch more film, um, on that. I would Man, yeah, that's that's hard right now. Um, yeah, Pete, let me. I'll I'll get back to you on that one. I would say right now, if I had to answer again, don't hold me to this. I would probably say Wilson one, Fields two, Donald three. But I could make the argument for Donald at two as well, though, because of of uh, I liked a lot of what Donald did. He was just way too risky at times, which also has similar he has similar issues to Zach Wilson in that way. So, um, I see Sam in the chat. 
yeah, Sam, I, I appreciate the guy who got me that film, which is I'm not I can't, I'm not even gonna say the name because I don't I don't know who got who film and stuff like that. But uh, yes, I appreciate that person. Um, okay, Kyle, let's. Uh, yeah, my, my thing stayed up. Mine tumbled all the way to the floor, man. Okay, so let's get into some other topics. Um, I'm gonna drop the calls for now, but just because we we only have a half an hour left, so I'm not gonna take any callers. So I appreciate freaking everybody who called in and everybody who's still in the chat. Um, let's run into some other things um, before we close up the episode because these are things that are relevant to today. So let's uh, let's get through these. Um, l- the whole Lawrence thing. There's been some rumors about him forcing his way to the Jets now. <laughs> Do you buy into any stock into that? Because I mean, Con man, Con is maybe Con runs him out and then he forces a trade and. By the way, I've seen some other people in the chat talking about trades. Do the Dolphins trade up to the Jets at number two? You force them to trade up for Sewell? No. We're going to say the Dolphins, hey, I know you're taking a quarterback. We're going to trade up and give you an extra second-round pick or whatever to 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 take a, a you know a tackle that we know you're not taking. Like That would make no sense. So, um, no, you're not trading down to three for them to take whoever else. Because, listen, the Dolphins might take a quarterback, too. Like You, you don't know. Like That's not a guarantee. I so. doubt it. One year into Tua, and Tua didn't even Dude, start half the, the Cardinals, the, Car- the Cardinals did it with Josh Rosen. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, yeah. if it's if it's the, more than if it's more than a, a zero point, if if it's a ten, if it's a one percent chance, I'm not trading down. Take the guy. You don't screw around a quarterback. But um, no, I, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm seriously considering because I'm with you on that. But I, I don't know. I don't. I feel like they're not going to do it. So does Trevor Lawrence force his way to the Jets? No. Okay. No, he does. <laughs> um, there's put, no indications that he would do it. But shit, I mean, he is. You know, everyone was cooking up that stuff about the Jets, but when you just heard these comments that Khan made, that's much more of a reason to actually do that. Like you're talking about an owner that probably wasn't even watching football two decades ago. I'm just taking a guess. I don't know that for sure. And now he says mm-hmm. he's going to have say over like personnel and things like that to an extent. Sheesh. Yeah, uh, I see some people talking about Ed Rusher, Ed, uh, Ed Rusher in the draft. Ed Rusher is not a strong; it's not a strong draft from the people I respect and see. So that's that's why I almost am willing to overpay a little bit for a Judon or Nagakwa, even though I think they might be a little bit overrated. Again, I want to watch some of their stuff, but um, Edge Rusher is a position I feel like you need if you're going to add one position on defense in free agency. It's it's Edge Rusher, and then you can address corner later. But we've the Ravens always have a big name free agent pass rusher on the market. who doesn't live up to to his hype going to other teams. I know that's why I'm, I'm worried about Judon, even Nagakwe. Like he's, what has he done the last couple of months? But, uh, moving on. Not much. We talked about Gase. Uh, we talked about the options that two are, I think we're both locked in Kyle, the Jets should trade down and build around Donald. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, man, look at my, pin, <laughs> my, my pin tweet. I said, missing out on, on Trevor Lawrence made me step on the ledge. I'm willing to walk off the ledge. If we take a good quarterback at two, but you, you stick with Donald. I'm, I'm jumping off that ledge. I don't care. You bring my mom to the scene. She's not talking me out of jumping off the ledge. Oh, this is even better, Scott. Even better, even better than than Donald. Jimmy G, good choice for the Jets. Yeah, let's bring no, in Jimmy G. I he never liked absolute him. trash. Never. He's liked trash, him. dude. If you if you put any good quarterback in that system, they're producing so much more than Jimmy G, G does. Bring him back to the Patriots. Goodbye. Jimmy G is not a good quarterback, regardless of whatever the stats say, which I don't know what they are. Um, coaches. Now let's go through some of the coaches that we've that we've. Uh, been uh, kind of kind of hitting on here and there. I guess we'll do it a little bit more of a lightning round because we've already been talking about them. Um, requested so far. Let's talk about those guys. Uh, Eberflus, do you know anything about him? The, the Colts defensive coordinator. Any thoughts on I, that? I mean, I know the Colts Steve was pretty impressive this year, but I don't know much about the Colts, him. I, did, so, I didn't even know his name until like recently. Yeah, neither did I. So the only thing I will say for him again, we'll dive in if they get hired or whatever. Um, but 
I think he's produced really well in terms of like his defensive rankings and how efficient that defense has done for the talent they have. Like I know they have a good D front and I know Leonard's good, but like, I don't love their safeties. I don't love their corners. Like I don't think they have a ton of talent yeah. on that team for So for him to be near a top defensive level is great. But again, like we've been saying, do you, do you want the coordinator or do you want the leader? And do, do I know enough about Eberflus to, to say he's a, he's a leader, he's a CEO. He's, and again, a lot of people will go to these guys and say, Oh, well, his players say good things about him. Every that's ne- you're never you're very very rarely unless you're Adam Gates and have a player come out and say yeah that guy sucks or no comment. Like a lot of guys are going to praise him. So um, uh, it's the enemy. Actually, it's actually really amazing that Adam Gates got a head coaching job because almost always guys that are actually getting head coaching interviews, players won't say bad things about them. But yeah, tons of players bash Gates, yet he still and, he, and then he got fired and then he still got another head coaching job. It's quite amazing, honestly. Yeah. Uh, okay. I see some, there's a ton of stuff and I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to read through all the chat. There's just way too much stuff. So if you're, if you're, and he using his hips, I guess you're talking about, about fields. Yeah. All that stuff, like uh weight transfers, like all that stuff we'll talk about. Uh, but if you want some stuff, like, okay, regardless, um, next guy, BNME enemy was another guy that requested. I know we talk about him a lot. He's not in my top five. I, I think he's overrated because again, people look at the best defense in the NFL, the best offense in the NFL. Oh, this this guy on the Chiefs is coaching one of the best offenses of, of all time, with well, maybe, you know, at least of this year. They're the best offense the last couple of years. Let's bring him in. Um, but again, Andy Reid, I think, has a quite a large part to do with their their success. I'm not sure how much is the enemy, and that's why the enemy is not one of my top guys. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be it's it's, it's like an average signing to me. I'd be like not miserable. Not thrilled, but kind of like cautiously and, and optimistic, for, I guess. Forget Andy Reid for a moment because we know that, you know, he's historically had so many great offenses and he's the driving factor in that. But just you got to stop looking at all the Chiefs numbers and stuff. And I know they're amazing, amazing, amazing numbers, but also look at the talent. Yeah. They have they have a, a guy who's on a Hall of Fame type of trajectory already as a quarterback. And we're saying that and he's four years into his career. He's one of the most like, just talking about talent, one of the most talented quarterbacks you'll see ever. Yeah. Uh, a tight end who's on a Hall of Fame type of career. Tyree Kill, there is no other weapon in the entire league like him. He is his skill set is totally unique. And then they got other skill position players. And then this year, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, pretty good offensive too. line. You know, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there is talent all over the place. There's a reason why that offense produces the way it does week in, week out. So you also got to factor that in with B enemy, right? I mean, we've seen not, not the greatest coordinators in the world, but had great talent, still have great teams. So right, try to hammer <laughs> the best, yeah. the best, the best run game in the NFL. And then look what happened. Yeah. No, B enemy. He's not coming to the, to the chiefs, you know, 2.0 with the jets. And again, uh, offensive coordinator under the head coach who's an offensive guy. I'm just not, I'm not sold on, on what he does for that team. Um, completely different being a head coach than an OC. Uh, Dabble, we talked about him. Dable, um, I'll never know how to pronounce that right until I hear it, I guess. Um, he's probably kind of like Gase. When, when they interviewed Gase, I remember um, Michael K interviewed Gase when he just got the Jets job. And they're like, how do you pronounce your name? He's like, he's like, it's Gase. I don't know why people say Gaze. Yeah, well, there's no Z in there, so Gase is a little bit easier than than Dable. I think it's Dable. That's I'm what telling I you, say. But, but Travis Wingfield, who covers the Dolphins, you know, he now works for the Dolphins. You know, he he watched probably every Adam Gase press conference, and he was still calling him Gaze. He's from know. Florida, though. That doesn't count. No, Florida. he's not Florida's, from Florida. No, he lives Florida's in Florida different. now. He's from Washington State. 
Oh, okay. Well, he, I guess he molded into a Floridian because that's a different country over there. It really is. Um, that's true. Yeah. So Dable, he's, he's my number one in terms of coordinators. Um, he's not my number one choice. He's probably my, my number three or four. I really, really like what he's done with Josh Allen. Obviously he's really simplified reads, you know, it's more spread offense this year. Like he's really simplified everything for Allen. And there's a reason that Allen has taken steps in the, in the direction he has, uh, you know, Upon and also with you know bringing in a Zach Moss, bringing in obviously Diggs is like the best receiver oh in the NFL God. this year. Like yeah, so that's why we want an Allen Robinson for the for the young guy. Um, but his impact is much more impressive to the Bills than than enemy to the Chiefs who have elite talent everywhere with one of the best coaches um, in the last couple of decades and Andy Reid in terms of like his sustained success through whatever team he's been on. So. Um, I really like him as well. And they've, they've requested to interview him. Do you think there's a shot he comes here? Do you think it's a low percentage shot or, or kind of like, what are you feeling about the, the percentage chance he comes, I guess? I think it's pretty low. He'll probably get a job somewhere. Probably I would assume, but yeah. you know, I mean, there's how many teams vying for his services. Um, he doesn't seem to be one of the hot names on the jets list and the jets have a long list. So the odds I would say are pretty low. Somebody said in the chat, Wilson at one trade to five to take, Patrick Sertain, you're going to trade up from 27 to five to take a corner. Absolutely. There's no, absolutely no way. Now, if like Sertain was falling and he was at like, if you're at like 27 and he's at like 25, 24, and you really love him, sure. But the Jets need players. You're not going to trade up. You know how many that, that would cost multiple first round picks to trade up that many spots. So absolutely yeah, not 27 to five. Yeah. That's you're a talking. massive jump. Like that is oh my God, absurd. Yeah. Um, another guy they requested is Arthur Smith. What are your thoughts on Arthur Smith? Um, I have my thoughts. What are yours? Yeah, I I, I kind of know your thoughts, I guess, because of what you, I, I don't know. I, I saw a little bit of that thread that you were getting into it with those guys. I mean, <laughs> one thing about the Titans offense is they're very balanced. I mean, yeah. I know you said it's like all Derrick Henry, but no, they also have a good passing game, too. Which is but built they, around play action at Derrick Henry. But they also do have a lot of talent. And Tannehill is definitely playing the best ball of his career. But I, I, I want to say this, though. I always kind of liked Tannehill. I always thought he was much better than people gave him credit. Well, look for. at him with Philbin, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, Tannehill with Philbin, like he sure he had some garbage time stats and stuff, but he always had pretty decent stat lines. And I'm talking, listen, even Tannehill's first year with Gase, Tannehill had about 7.7, 7.8 yards per attempt, which is not bad at all. His first year with Adam Gase. Yeah. Tannehill was not a bad quarterback. Now, his last two years with Gase, his second year he tore his ACL, didn't play at all that year. He played the other, half the games he possibly could have under Adam Gase, too. So yeah, and the other year he had, a, he had a severe shoulder injury. How are you going to throw the ball with a severe shoulder injury? All right? So I, I, I can't knock him for not playing well that season. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to blame that all on Gase either. But, I mean, you do have to give some credit to Arthur Smith for Tannehill making this type of jump. I mean, at least some credit right there. But A.J. Yeah. Brown's a freak. Corey Davis is a very nice number two. This kid, John o. Smith, seems to be a pretty good tight end. I have, I'm not going to yeah. act like I watched a lot of Titans or whatever. Um, good think, offensive line. Things are really good offensive this, line. this is what I was about to say. They lost Taylor Lewan to an injury, and they also lost – didn't they lose one of their big-time guards? In, no, they lost uh, – Conklin. Lo Conklin, tackle, excuse me. So they lost both their starting tackles, who were both upper echelon type of tackles last year. They lost both them, but the offensive line is still – you know, grading teams and stuff. So I still think you got to give Arthur Smith some credit for that too, right? Because it's not like, I mean, Derrick Henry does have holes to run through. It's not like, I mean, that's one of the things about yeah, him sure. is, is he's really hard to tackle once he gets ahead of steam. You got to meet him at the line of scrimmage. 
So he's getting through holes. He has some room to run in. So um, Arthur Smith, I mean, again, we're going on offense again. <clears throat> I'm, I'm much more excited about that than any defensive guy. And I keep hearing, oh, Salah is the really hot name. Robert Salah. Even I saw someone in the chat just say that. None of the defensive guys intrigued me. I'd much rather have an, an Arthur Smith. So I, I don't know. Those are kind of my roundabout thoughts. I am curious. I haven't, I'm not going to act like I read Michael's article, but apparently Michael has a lot of good stats to back up why Arthur Smith is the guy. Uh, so I, I think, I think he's like a mid tier guy for me. I just don't think he's, he's top notch again, because like a little bit like with the chiefs, like some of what he's doing is, is again, um, built around Derek Henry, like that play action. Yeah. Like, you know, Tannehill's played great, but he also threw like 12, 13 passes in the playoff game. Like it's still built around Derek Henry, who literally just ran for over 2000 yards, um, which you're not going to have with the jets. And a lot of people will point to the stats. Okay. Well, 2018, he had a thousand rushes, 4.9 yards per carry. And then in 2019, he had 1,500 yards for 5.1 yards per carry. So the, the difference in production on a snap to snap basis is not that different. And you're looking at the differences in the team where you add a Tannehill, you add an AJ Brown of, you know, a, a top flight receiver. Um, obviously that was a rookie year, so he wasn't as good as he is now, but you, you add that you add again, Tannehill is much better than Mariota. So is, did he really have that much of a difference for, for Derrick Henry or did more talent come around him? And, um, you know, uh, I get a better quarter, better quarterback and maybe a little bit better of a coach, but it's not like Derrick Henry was, was Trent Richardson and he turned into Derrick Henry once he came like, like, like Derrick Henry destroyed the end of 2018. Like, cause I remember that was the year I drafted him in fantasy. He did nothing. And towards the end of the year, he had like 10 touchdowns in like freaking five games and I cut him and like, oh, he was man. good. He was good before. Uh, he came there. So yeah, he got more touches and he got better offense around him. So, and people will say, you know, and again, I'm not saying names, but he, they, they put him on outside zone. Um, and people think they, they run on a power because he's a big guy. That's not, that's not really nah, true. That is true. You, you're, you're right. You, you want guys, Derek for or, or Derek Fournette, uh, Fournette, you want guys who are powerful to build up their steam. So a lot of coaches will run them outside zone, wide zone pitches, things like that. Like people don't just run power. Like power is more about, and, but Der Derrick Henry's best thing as a runner is his stiff arm. So you get him to the outside, he can exactly. So off. if they were running on power, that would be an indictment of how bad of a coach he is. Not like, oh, he he doesn't run on power. That means he's a good coach. Uh, you know, power is about you know reading the gaps, being able to explode through holes. Where guys who are much longer, like a train, to build up, need to have outside zones, wide tracks. So that's not something I'm going to give him credit for. Now the pre-snap motion stuff that people talk about, which again is 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 good but a lot of people use pre-snap motion to, to get better better uh positions for the running backs and leverage on linebackers and things like that like it's not that's not it's not not so foreign that that to make it a reason why i'm going to hire him like you know so eye candy is all around the nfl that's what they do with their running game great you know is he a bad coach no not at all would i be happy with the signing yeah i'd be fine with it but he's not above these other guys for me um i just think people give him a little bit too much credit uh in certain areas you know uh, people, some people, he's the number one. I get it. Some people, he's the number two, three, whatever. But for me, he's he's more mid level. That's just how I feel. Um, moving on. Where uh, was Arthur Smith before he came to the Titans? 
he was like a tight ends coach of the Titans, I believe, right before that. I don't know before that, but like again, that's another guy, quick riser, like you know, tight ends coach, whatever it is, to OC to head coach right away. And again, you know, is he a leader? Uh, people, you know, oh well, his players said he's a great leader. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, that doesn't players coming out like people don't want to kind of uh, go against the grain because people look at that stuff like, oh, this, this player's calling out his coach. We're not going to sign him. Like there, there's stuff like that that happens. But I'm um, continuing to move on. Um, because we have other coaches to talk about, uh, the dream coaches, Campbell Fitzgerald, um, what are your thoughts on them? I, I've gave plenty of my thoughts, but let's just, uh, let's do some lightning round to get to these topics. Nick Campbell seems to be number one. He's done it in multiple places. Um, Toledo, Iowa state, you know, you're talking about Iowa state. I mean, he has them competed in big 12 championships and they, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that, that was a complete laughing stock of that conference. And now they're a powerhouse there. Uh, you know, I read like a really long piece about him. He seems like, you know, he seems like the definition of like a, a leader of men type of guy. And yeah. guy kind of knows everything. He played big time ball himself. So that's also another feather in his cap. So he seems like the guy Fitzgerald. I don't know as much about, but I only hear good things. So they seem like options one A and one B for me. I, I really like the idea of going and getting a college head coach. Um, yes, there is the uncertainty of them not being in the NFL, but I mean, Say what you want about Rule. Um, he seems to have done a really good job in Carolina. He, was the, he, he had the exact same type of qualities that the Fitzgerald and the and the um, Campbell said, like the program builder, like took Temple to this and all that stuff. So that's why, you know, and he's worked out pretty well. Uh, Ryan Day, Ohio State, the head coach. A lot of people have talked about him recently. I don't yeah, know I don't enough about him, coming, to be honest. Yeah, I don't, Shef- I don't think Shef- he's coming out anyway. Yeah, Shefty said that Fitzgerald is open to taking head coaching interviews, but Ryan Day... No way. Uh, and think, and just think about that. He's, he's co he's getting ready to prepare his guys for a national championship. And this is another thing I said too. He's at one of the biggest programs, top five program in the entire country. What, why is he going to leave that cushy job mm-hmm. for the uncertainty of an NFL work with a GM that he might have no relationship with at all work for an owner like con really? Yeah. No. Um, Moving on to another college guy, Dan Mullen, uh, the Florida head coach. I don't know I, anything about him. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about him, and he's a really strange dude. Um, Why is he strange? The, the people have. I'll, I'll send you an article. Like, apparently, his his uh, personality is just like off. Like he's just he's just weird. Like a lot of people have noticed it. Um, like what? I, like so, autistic? Somebody said that he like his wife kisses players on the lips. Like just like weird stuff that that comes out about him. That's weird. Um, and again, it's something I want to look into more. But uh, they don't think that he's going to translate to the NFL level. I'm not that interested because I haven't heard much positive things. Like usually, if if you have like Florida fans like no, please don't, please don't, you know, get rid of him. All the stuff. I, I see Florida fans are like, ah, eh, okay, like you know, who cares? Like it's it, he's not. I don't think he's a great prospect. Joe Brady, we've talked plenty about him. Um, high risk, high reward. Uh, Brandon Stanley from the. Uh, Rams defensive coordinator. Have you heard that at all? I think you said that before, right? Yeah, I said that right before we began the show. Um, yeah, I heard about that. I'll tell you what, that Rams defense looked really shitty against the Jets. Yeah, I'm not, I don't, again, another guy who's like a young up and comer, but I don't want a defensive guy who's not proven, not my style. Uh, Robert Sala is another guy people have talked about. Um, from from everything you see, that you know, people love to play from him and things like that. He's a fiery guy, but another defensive guy who I don't know who his staff's going to be. I don't really know a ton about him. Um, I think he's an interesting guy. I'm just not super uh, diversified in what he kind of brings. Yeah, me neither. Uh, 
uh, Wink Martindale, who's probably, I, I think, I think in terms of coordinators, like I said, I like Dable. I, I think Wink's my two as a coordinator, but I think Smith could be my two, depending on the staff he brings in. I'm, I'm leaning more towards Wink because I know that if he brings in a Tony Elliott and if he brings in a, a Marvin Lewis, I really love that staff. Yeah. Um, where I'm not sure with Arthur Smith. So I, I like, I, I'm, I'm like not lukewarm on uh, Wink Martindale. Um, I'm a little bit hotter than that for him, but uh, again, not one of my top options. I'd rather, I prefer an offensive guy, but hearing the staff he brings in and he seems to be one of those guys, especially who's learned under John Harbaugh, who could be one of those guys who's going to manage the whole team. And especially him, um, he was apparently a big, a big, uh, proponent of, of Joe Brady. Obviously Joe Brady's working out. Now he wants to bring in Elliot, another top offensive guy from a top program shows that he knows about the offense. And uh, the fact that he's looking to, to connect with, a Marvin Lewis says a lot too. I, I think in terms of letting Marvin Lewis take over the defense, a guy who's a head coach in the NFL for years, allowing Wink to be more of the, the overseer of the entire uh, structure of the team. So I really like that he's seemingly going to be that overseer guy from what I've heard. So I, I like Mick Martindale. How old uh, I think like 57, I, I think, off the top of my head. Oh, wow. So he's that's – that's a relative – Rex got the Jets job like a little bit before he was 50. It's like 48, something like that. And like he, he, was, was, he was considered to be a little bit on the elderly side wow. of getting his yes. first head coaching job. He is 57. Yeah, so that's – that doesn't mean he can't be good. Like Fangio, Fangio was a guy who was great defensive. Mind look at Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's is is old, you know. And he's well, he's old like, now, but he was a head coach in the NFL back in the nineties. You know, he's still doing well. But okay, um, yeah, yeah. No, so number, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like it's. But but the part of the reason why I asked that is because it's interesting that a guy that age who you think would kind of be settled in his ways is still looking to guys that are 25-ish years younger than him mm-hmm. to run the offensive side of things. Awareness. So, so this is kind of like what Scott Mason's pointed out as he's kind of dug into him more is like, yeah, that's like being being aware. Like, all right, shit, I don't know everything. You know, you you teach me some of this, you know, young college shit that you guys are doing over there and let's see how we can we can attack things, you know, together mm-hmm. as a team. That's pretty cool. You know, so. Yeah. The number out of one all the option. defensive out of all the defensive minds, he seems to be the most attractive based on yeah, that. yeah, I, I agree. The number one guy in everybody's mind, uh Brian Schottenheimer. What are your what are your thoughts on that? Dude, um <laughs> that's the one that's, like, listen, that's I, my guy, I, man. That is I, my guy. I love you, Jets X Factor, but if they hire Brian Schottenheimer, I I, I might bail out and, and focus more on my my life other than football. <laughs> like I, I don't know if I could do it. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I, I said this to Scott Mason last night. I said, if the Jets actually do hire Bryant and Schottenheimer, you know they're going to get ridiculed nationally for it and stuff. And I will say this. They totally deserve it. Yeah. Uh, oh. Moving on. Um, let's see. Uh, let's. What are your top three? Give me your, give me your as of right now. I know you have a lot more work to do on these guys, but give me your one, two, three. And then uh, I want to run through some other things. But I, I do have to make this lightning around. I, I, I feel – Okay, yeah, I feel very unconfident like ranking these guys because like it's not like I've watched tons and tons and tons of tape of all That's these why guys. I've, or I've prefaced it, but uh, I, I would say Campbell one, Fitzgerald two, and uh, I'll say Joe Brady three. I share the same one and two. Uh, Dable is my three. Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind, Dable three. Sorry. Okay. Um, Brady four. 
Brady's still very sexy to me, so that's why he popped into mind. He, yeah, he's he's high risk, high reward for me. I don't, I don't love it. I, I wouldn't be mad either way. I'd be like, I'd be like, ca- definitely like cautionally optimistic with with him. Um, something else I, I wrote down: building pieces on the on the team. Um, I think we we could both agree it's. I think in terms of like the plus positions. Oh no, not in the plus position. I, I, it's the defensive front that that you're really excited about with Shepard, with Fado Kasi, with John Franco Myers, with. Um, you know, Quinn Williams, obviously, but other than that, like position groups, I think they all need a lot of work. I think the offensive line is trending in the right direction. I, I think with guys like May, Davis, Hall, the secondary um, is is a big fix, but it's closer than people think it is, I think, at, at a certain what, aspect. What would you give terrible. May as a contract? Like uh, around how much per year would you be willing to pay him? 10. Oh, he's, you're not going to keep him at 10. He's okay. Gone. Then goodbye. <laughs> 10, 11. I, I, I don't, I don't think he's worth much you more than that. You wouldn't pay him 15. That's like, no, Eddie, no. Eddie, ja- Eddie Jackson's getting almost 15. Yeah, no, no, he's not. He's not that much of a playmaker to me. And again, I think there are plays that are, that are on film um, that people don't realize that, that he, that he's making or not making. I think he's solid. I think he's, he's top 15 as a free safety, maybe 10 to 12 range. But Eddie Jackson, like when he got that contract was like argument for the best free safety in the league type contract. Like, Ten sure. million dollars, sure, I think, sure, is a good sure. for a solid safety. So I think that's what he is. If he's asking would, for 12, I 13, say, I, I'm not. I would say if the Jets weren't in this position, like let's say they already had hit on a quarterback, like then I would consider maybe giving him that. But because I want to invest so much money in the offense, I don't think I'd be willing to pay him that either. Jim this, Harbaugh is, a, is, is a good I, option. I, but clearly you and I are on different levels with May. And we have been for some time. He's solid. He's not. He's not game breaking. He's solid. Um, okay, that's fair. Ricardo, Jim Harbaugh is a good option. No, you're going from one dickhead power hungry coach to another dickhead power hungry coach who's underachieved at Michigan. Let's let's not do that. Um, ran himself out of 49ers. Why why wouldn't do that again? That makes Wait, no who, sense. Who from the 49ers? Harbaugh. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely not. No, absolutely. That's that's another one. I, I think uh, I'm I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No. Let's see. Three uh, years ago, three years ago, yes, definitely. I put I put to talk about Adams and Johnson in here, like like the the running back position. I, I think those are guys who are like solid, like three fours. Maybe maybe Johnson's a two, uh, along with P Ryan. I think I still think they need like their their lead back type guy. A lot of people talk about like Najee Harris or Travis Etienne with the the Seahawks pick. I, I like some of those guys, but I'm not addressing running back that early into the draft. Yeah, like, no, no look way. at a Williams no, from North Carolina no in the third round or. One of these other guys, but when you Dude, need offensive you line, you need tight win. end, you need receivers. Like you don't, you don't need a great running back. You can win with a with a backfield of Adams, Johnson, and P Ryan. Like you can win ball games with that if you have other pieces intact. Running back is by far out of like non special teams positions, the, by far the least valuable. What if we traded back from two and dra- and drafted Trey Lance and signed Philip Rivers? What like why? Like, no, let's just draft their quarterback. No conspiracy yeah, theories. You got you to take the guy who is. You you're thinking take, too much. If you have the quarterback who's highest on your list, there, you got to take that guy. You're not going to yeah, say coaches don't oh, go. We got, oh, we yeah. have slight. We have a slightly lower grade on this guy, and we'd like the extra pick. So let's take the guy we got a slightly lower grade. No, you don't do that. Yeah, with quarterback. you're you're taking your top guy at two. You're not trading back and signing Philip Rivers, who is he's like 80 years old and he. Has no arm. Like I know he's done relatively well for the Colts, but no, absolutely not. He has to put his whole body into every throw. Yeah, to, his shoulders are the fall. ball ten yards. <laughs> um. Now, now this is something. That, so, the Jets' main free agents: May. We just spoke about him. You're willing to give him thirty million dollars a year. 
I don't know why. Uh, Brian Poole, what, what, what are your thoughts on bringing him back? If we can get him on the same deal that we got him for this year, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Especially after the injury, too. They might be able to. I'm a fan of bringing Poole back. Again, uh, for the people who think he's like, oh, $9, 10 $11 million, I think that's too high. Um, he was okay with the Falcons at best. With the Jets, he was pretty solid, and I think he will average out to be about a maybe a little bit above average slot corner. A lot of people tend to just say, okay, he's not terrible. He's on the Jets. I don't watch other teams. He's fantastic. I, I think he's pretty good. I don't think he's elite, but um, I like Poole. Uh, Jenkins, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, Jordan Jenkins. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Goodbye, goodbye. I have yeah. no interest in him. Uh, I don't think he's coming honest, back. He, he played... I saw I saw more off the edge from Huff this year from a pass rush perspective. Basham and mm-hmm. uh, and even John Franklin Myers when they kicked him out there. He, so, he had nothing in the pass rush department this year. Nothing. Um, Dark said, can the Jets tag made to prevent him from leaving? And I, I, apparently, could. it will it will be around ten eleven million dollars. I'm completely fine with tagging him. Well, if they ta- and yeah. finding his replacement. If you tag him, it, the cap it'll be decently high, but you're not going to have to pay him a huge amount of guaranteed money like you would if you have to sign him to a Well, pay. no, but even if you just tag him for whatever, like if you're going to keep him at $10, $11 million a year, it allows Davis to grow into that role or a drafted guy in the fourth round to grow into that role, like whatever it may be, and then hopefully you can sign him in the future. But I'm not giving up $15 million a year for May. Um, somebody said uh, – Prefer a vet back like Jamal Williams. Yeah, Jamal Williams is a guy who I'm pretty interested in as well. Who? who? Jamal Williams, a running back from the uh, the Packers as, as a as an option in free agency. People, oh, I, like, why can these, I not these, think of Jamal? Williams? Ricardo, Ricardo, you got to chill with these like like Matt Ryan's, Philip Rivers. Like, why not just draft the quarterback at two? Like, I don't know why you're thinking so hard about Matt Ryan and like, even Stafford. Like, Stafford's 32 years old. Let's let's get our guy for the next 10 years. Why are we trying to get other people's guys and, and pay the them thing big about contracts? Like, is, the biggest thing about a, will, a, a will new Stafford quarterback ever be better than slightly average? Above average? Will he ever be better than Even above average? Even if he is, how long is it going to last? For three years? And then you're looking for another quarterback? Like, no. And, like, listen, like, one of the most beneficial things of the rookie quarterback is that rookie contract. So, yeah, let's get Stafford and time to a $30 million contract. Like, absolutely not. Um, prove it year for May. Uh, Perryman, where, where are your thoughts? I, listen, I like Perryman more than I like lo- think. I'd love to bring Perryman back. On, where is that play from the Browns? I don't – that play, like, this is just the stupid things I hear where, like, people are like, oh, he had, he had two drops this game. Like, he's so bad. Like, other people would make this catch. Like, he the, 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 the drop was um, – You'd have pretty, to imagine that you could get Perryman at a cheaper contract than what you had for this year because – Was that the Browns game, that, that uh, drop? Uh you're talking about the the Denzel Ward one? Well, it had to be the Browns game. It was Denzel Ward. Yeah, I, I'm I'm wondering if that's what you're talking about. Though. With the one on the left sideline. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's okay. the first, It's literally the first play of the game. Like, and again, I'm not going to get into this like at all, like deeply. But this is what people on, on radio, other podcasts, whatever it may be, like, oh, he dropped the ball. Did he drop the ball or did Denzel Ward do a fantastic freaking job at, extending and punching through Ward. his hands? Like, yeah, this is a drop. He had it in his hands. It's not like it squirted through his hands and he dropped it. He had a good corner do an elite job of, of, of tracking this ball into his, into, into Perryman's hands, punching through the yeah, hands. Like that's why Denzel the Ward's the top four pick, right? There. And that's, and that's why he dropped the ball. So yeah, drop sure. But like people criticizing him, like after this game, I saw people on Twitter, like, Oh, Perryman needs to be cut. He's trash. He dropped the ball. Like, are you serious? Like because of this drop, like Dude, people are that's, so that's dumb. a sick, that's going to be a sick catch. Unless if, unless Denzel Ward makes a, a, an, an elite, elite play, elite play. Dude, he was the fourth overall pick in that draft. The kid is very talented. I'm talking about Ward, but that's a, that would um, be a, that's a sick catch by Perriman right there. Yo, I am 100 game for Perriman coming back as a four. And, you, like, and you'd probably like five six million dollars. 
you yeah you, he he's making what six with a max of eight this year if he hit yeah. all his, his escalators or whatever mm-hmm. you have to imagine the contract you can get him for this year would be cheaper because he's not coming off that high the, stat rate at the end of the, the year. cap the cap lowers um he had some injury problems so if you're going to sign him to a five million dollar base with incentives for receiving yards games played whatever it may be Perryman as your four is top notch. Like, I don't care what anybody says. That's a, a fantastic number four. Absolutely fantastic. Especially considering his speed. And if you get a guy who can hit a deep ball, like, like a Fields or even a Wilson versus Donald, you know how much more he could take advantage of Perryman? Like Perryman is a, like, he's a big dude who l- runs legit for a high four, three, probably. And I like, I like Perryman on those over routes, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Moving on. Um, other two guys, the bigger free agents, uh, Crowder. Do you keep him for the 10, 11 million dollars? You get oh, rid of him. No I, question. Look, Crowder, no, keep Crowder. hundred percent. Uh, fan, yeah, same thing. Keep fan. unless you, unless you get into a situation where you can sign a really good guy, a tackle and you drop Fant. And or who you would have that guy, even be? There's, who, there's one guy out there from like, I, th- I think it's like, like the guy from like Minnesota. Everybody's talking about really, uh, yeah. A right tackle. So if, yeah, if you can sign him, sure. Or if there's a guy in the second round who you love, and you want to see how he works on camp and, and, and drop Fant, sure. But you're not going to just drop Fant for no reason. Fant is, and people talk about, oh, $9 million. $9 million for a starting right tackle who's decent is not a high cap m- number. It's not. Like, that's, a, that's a decent contract. Um, By the way, do you think last, Fant was better in, in run game this year or pass pro, in your opinion? Oh, God. Um, I would say the run game. Because the pass game, I get frustrated how he always 45 degree sets and he always opens after his fourth or fifth like step. And yeah. people and good edge rushers time it, his hands dropping, him he opening gets his to hips be too close to at times. Well, and then he well, loses power. It's and it's 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 that. And at a certain step, when a guy when he, when, he, when he's closing ground guys, he tends to open and yes. always play the arc. Mm-hmm. So yeah. guys time his momentum going that way, they either bull rush him. Swat the hands go inside, and yeah, and good edge rushers beat him like that all I've the time. So seen. he needs to learn. He needs to learn vertical sets. Like he only forty five degree sets, jump sets. Like that's all he does. So, um, I don't know how he's not taught that, but regardless, um, I still think he's a decent tackle. You know, for the Jets moving forward, he looks um, like he's galloping like a horse when he's dropping when he's kicking back in his steps. Do you see mm-hmm. that? Yeah, yeah. He, like it, the steps are too big. Like it's not. It's not. It, like they're smooth, but they're a little bit too. Um, he doesn't have the 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 connection with the ground I want him to have in terms of like being able to change directions quickly, like drop the post, whatever it may be. You know, it's funny when, when him in the run game, when when they run a, a zone and they usually run it to Beckton side and he's usually on the backside cutting people off. He cuts people off all the time and then blocks them with his back. Yeah. Ass blocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He ass blocks them. Yeah. All the time. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cutoff block. Um, trade Sam in a 27th for, for San. Francisco's first rounder this year. Listen, if you want to package Sam and like another pick for another first rounder, fine. Um, Perryman did look great with Flacco. Well, what, Listen, what did San Fran have? What, what pick did they have? Like 15, 16, 17? I guess what it would that? really depend on like where does the elite talent drop off? Yeah. Like but, if you if you if you're if you have like 15 first round grades and you're you're concerned that your second first round pick is not going to be a guy who you had a first round grade on, then maybe you do something like that. Somebody said Perryman did look great with Flacco. Dude, Perryman was really good those games of the Flacco against the Chargers and the Pats. Like he he could have had five, six touchdowns easily. He did have one drop, but one was an underthrow from Flacco against against the Char- I, I no, against the Patriots penalty on Jason McCordy. Could have been an easy touchdown. Like Perryman is better than people realize he is. I don't give a shit if he has a drop every once in a while. It happens. He's not elite. 
but you can't compare everybody to an elite receiver. So he'll have a drop or two, but his his the the under under utilization of him as a deep threat because of Darnold is so evident. It, he just he's not able to hit him. And he still has he's still a pretty strong hands catcher. Like he he catches balls with arms extended with his arms extended and with his hands. So just because he has a drop every now and then, don't think that he doesn't have decent you know, strong hands. You know how to drop and again, I'm not comparing them one for one, but like Brandon Marshall had plenty of drops. Braylon Edwards had plenty of drops. Like both of people, them drop more balls than Perriman. Now, granted, they have more balls thrown their way and stuff, but I, I Perriman definitely has better hands than Braylon Edwards. There's no question about it. Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall, like I like I said many times before, he he concentration drops with him. Like he would make sick, sick catches with his hands, but then he would have a stupid concentration drop. What was that ridiculous catch that Perriman had? Was that was that against the Rams? That he had that absurd catch. Um, no, it had to be before that because we I, maybe the Raiders. I forget. I forget what game it was. Yeah, but what about, what, was it against the Dolphins in the second game? No, maybe you're right with that one. But like, I, I I'll pull up if I can find it really quickly. I don't I don't think I I don't think I'm going to be um, able to. But again, people are so reactionary to one play where one, where one game you hear it and they're on Twitter and oh my god, I I love Perryman. And the next game is a drop, which again was a drop more of a great play by Denzel Ward. And now it's, Oh, we have to freaking cut this guy. You know, it's like, it's, it's people are so hot and cold. Um, this is the catch I'm talking about. So for that drop you had, he also had this catch. So like I upped yep. the on one, you know, so like you, you can't, this is a fourth. Are you, are you, and I've, I've literally heard that or seen that on Twitter. People don't want him as their fourth. You are, show me much, any better fourth in the, in the league, like le- legitimately there might be one or two, to be honest. I haven't looked through all the rosters, but He'd easily be a top five, top ten option as a fourth. I think, pretty hands down. Uh, moving on though, wrap it up. Uh, the main targets in free agency, the top three positions wanted. We kind of touched on this before, but if you had three positions they address in free agency, and some of those guys just throw out some names before we close this out. Uh, guard Tooney and Scherf. I expect both of them to hit the open market. I don't. I don't think that they're going to get franchised the second year in a row. Uh, receivers, Godwin. Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay. Um, in terms of another position, I mean, you're telling me there's some tackle potentially. I, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Yeah, I mean, just what are some other receivers? I know there's others out there. It's just I don't have the list on top of my head, but I, I'm really looking hard at receivers too. Yeah, the top guys. It's 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 it's. Uh, I know Curtis Samuel's out there. Uh, obviously, Juju Galladay. Yeah, I'm not um, a huge fan of Juju either. Yeah, I, I, then obviously Godwin's a great option. Um, Allen Robinson. I, I want the one of those top guys. So the, the top three for me are definitely it's easily receiver and uh, it's, it's guard number one for me. Um, offensive line is more important than receiver, hands down. Um, receiver two, and then I'm gonna say edge rusher just because I don't think the, the draft from what I've seen is overly deep at edge rusher. And I don't yeah. know what they're gonna do and how the board falls. And it's a position you don't want to ignore because it's it's the number one or two most important position on a defense. So you might have to overpay a Judon or one of those guys. I might not. What does Judon think, do? Well, like I, 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 I know what, what I think he's um, like a, like he's a power type guy. Okay. Cause I know what, what's his face does. Well, the other edge rusher in and Gakway is the king of the cross chop. <laughs> yeah. Cross chop, explode up the arc dip rip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but Okay. That's it. Unless you want to, uh, there's, it's already nine o'clock. I got to go to work soon. So I, I got to end the show. Um, appreciate the 300 plus people who are in here. I appreciate the still 164 are still sticking around. Um, everybody in the chat, everybody called in. Uh, appreciate the hell out of all of you. 
Uh, we'll be back next, the first Monday of every month we're here. Might do an extra show or two with Kyle. Um, once the head coach comes in, OC, breakdown, breakdown, quarterbacks, breakdown, free agent, breakdown. All the film will be out there um, that not any other site does. Um, so we'll do that, Kyle. Any uh, any last words for the listeners? No, just appreciate everyone who uh, gave us a lot of your time. So thanks, guys. Thank you, Shadow. Thank you, Dark. Thank you, Carmelo, and everybody else who is in here. Uh, Pete, everybody else. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Um, and thank you for listening.